Is this about Mustang? I know it was hard for you to leave her, no matter what you said at the time. You should seek her out while we're here. I know you miss her, admit it. I don't. Liar, liar, cheeks of fire. I've told you a hundred times, we're not talking about her. <laughs> fine, fine. Then you're worried, aren't you? About the auction? You shouldn't. I've settled that matter. I'm going to bid on you. Rogue, you don't have the money. Do you know how badly a pixie would pay to get a peerless with my pedigree and connections in their debt? Millions. I could even go to Quicksilver if I needed. He loans to golds all the time. Point is, I'll have the money even if my parents won't help me. So never you worry, brother. House Mars has to mean something, huh? Thank you. No one has even mentioned the auction to me. They're afraid your bad luck is contagious. You know how it is. There's something else, isn't there? Do you... Do you ever feel lost? Hmm. Quinn told me a story once. Once in the days of old Earth, there were two pigeons who were greatly in love. In those days, they raised such animals to carry messages across great distances. These two were born in the same cage, raised by the same man, and sold on the same day to different men on the eve of a great war. The pigeons suffered apart from each other, each incomplete without their lover. Far and wide, their masters took them, and the pigeons feared they would never again find each other, for they began to see how vast the world was. How terrible the things in it. For months and months they carried messages for their masters, flying over battle lines, through the air over men who killed one another for land. When the war ended, the pigeons were set free by their masters. But neither knew where to go, neither knew what to do. So each flew home. And there they found each other again, as they were always destined to return home and find instead of the past, their future. So do I feel lost? <laughs> Always. When Leah died at the Institute, I was in the dark woods, blind and lost as Dante before Virgil. But Quinn helped me. Her voice called me out of the misery. She became my home. And she puts it, home isn't where you're from, where you find light when all grows dark. And find your home, Daryl. It may not be in the past, but find it, and you'll never be lost again. <laughs> I think it's time to go, Roke. As sure as I am your friend, <clears throat> you will recover from this. We are not our station in life. We are us, the sum of what we've done, what we want to do, and the people who we keep close. You're my dearest friend, Darrow. Mind that. No matter what transpires, I will protect you as surely as you will protect me if I ever need it. You're a good man, Roke. Far too good for your color. <laughs> Thank you. But whatever do you mean by that? I think we could have been brothers. Were this a different life? 
Why do we need another life? Rogue, oh, Rogue. When you wake, everyone you've known will be dead. There is no going back. guest room filled with tall ales and taller tales. Join a group of grown men intent on discussing the intricacies of fantasy and science fiction. Tim Gilbert Media presents... Hello, all you lovers of bacon and eggs, cookies and milk, and pocket-sized wolf-pelt-wearing gifts. This is the Dungeons and Dweebs Podcast, Episode 9, Golden Sun, Part 1. I am your host, Bob. I'll die, you'll die, and the universe will carry on with only this whore fart of a podcast howled to the winds. Obsidian Truthbox II. But I'm not alone. Across the table from me, once encased in his star shell, he'll explode through your bulkhead like a ball of lead shot into a store of china and glass. Luke! <laughs> I don't know what I expected from you. <laughs> oh, wow. So we're here. Uh, Golden Sun. Um, man, I, we had so much fun with Red Rising uh, coming to this. Super excited. Yeah. But hey, I let's not waste any time with these uh, overly exaggerated intros with, some, <laughs> with a little bit of sexual innuendo to them. To my left, I know him. He's a friend from work. It's Club. <laughs> it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, my young friends, and your sentimental old Uncle Club has changed into his cardigan and matching Chuck Taylors in order to sit by the trolley tracks and take you away to the land of Mate Believed for a visit with Daniel the Tiger. <laughs> What's that you say? Winter has come. It looks like the fracking Narnia out there. Earlier today, a white walker, a wampa, and that smegging Olaf were riding a toboggan down the hill outside my kitchen window. Uncle Klob is not a fan of the cold, kids. Guess it's time to board La Transpernage. <laughs> Hand me another bloody damn blanket, a hot toddy, and turn on the hockey game, please. Across the table from me, he boomboxes careless whisper outside his girlfriend's bedroom, but he wasn't alive when wham earned the exclamation point. <laughs> He's the Dr. Bashir to my Chief O'Brien. Neil, how are you today, my rusting fledgling boy? Oh, I'm feeling great, especially after determining that Jaws 1 is the best of the Jaws trilogy. That's one <laughs> takeaway I had over this past week. It was a wonderful We're time. We're not in Tavern Talk yet. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, just a little shot across the bow at someone who might be at this table as part of my takeover plan. <laughs> also, I noticed you have no Chuck Taylors on, despite your intro claim. None of us have shoes on. We're in a studio. <laughs> We're civilized folk. Civilized folk. I have my Jerusalem cruisers on. <laughs> Jerusalem? <laughs> Wait a minute. Sandals. Oh, my, okay. Well, this is derailing like crazy. Hey, uh, we're here to start tackling book two of the Red Rising trilogy, Golden Sun. All right, so, hey, Red Rising, I mean... We're in we're in episode nine, and this is this is the the highest a book has rated on our scale. Yeah, well, I mean we're we're still in a, the podcast is still in its infancy, but right. um, we're, we're having fun. I mean this is right. 
but it's still it's a challenge. And this is something you know where you know this, it's a book where I was very openly a, a fanboy of, but still needing to critique it and not really being able to in the first one because of how well it was written. Right, and I was really worried because you know with, with the podcast in its infancy, I didn't want to start throwing out. Mm-hmm. Four and a half and five star reviews right off the bat, you know, setting a, an incredibly high bar and and worrying that then all of a sudden if we came across something even better mm. that we, we'd be out of room, you know, yeah. to to rate. But um, boy, Red Rising for me was just such an excellent book that I, I couldn't have rated it higher. Well, hey, we uh, let's quit talking about book one of the trilogy. Right. Let's fill our mugs up here. And then let's dive into book two of this trilogy. It sounds good. Hey, hey, you know, hey, hey Klavacek, I, I, I see a pink over there. She's been making eyes at you. Oh, I brought her. <laughs> oh, you got one for me? Hey, uh, we don't serve there. Do you have any blue yeah, melon? What am I supposed to find in it? Oh, my goodness. It's bigger on the inside. I want to go to Taki Station and get some power converters. Okay, okay, it's not a detonator. It's just a jammy dodger. What will it be, boys? Tavern talk. <laughs> All right, we're back, and we're here for Tavern Talk. So Tavern Talk, again, just one of these times where we're going to kick back, relax, and talk about, you know, whatever's coming across our radar screens in terms of, uh, you know, nerd cultural uh, touchstones. So, Luke, what's uh, what's new? You know, not, not a whole lot um, as far as... You know, nerd culture goes. I mean, I I did watch the um, Infinity War trailer, but oh, I'm well, trying not do. to turn this into Marvel cast. We... Uh, Bob, you and I, and uh, our previous fourth chair from last time did the Hot Pepper Challenge. Yeah, boy. So people Dumbest thing I've ever done. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm really not sorry I missed that. (laughs) I almost feel bad for you, too. So, so Luke, you are the one who kind of brought this up. You found the website. Tell us about this. Uh, What what is it? Yeah, this is actually um, it's just a YouTube channel that I follow called Binging with Babish. Um, What he does is he cooks food that you see in TV and films and I it's just so like aesthetically pleasing and just so well edited and the music he has and it it just I would I would recommend it. I mean he, dude's right. got millions and millions of views on all of his stuff. Right. Um but just watching that um this video came through about the hot pepper challenge. Um I watched it and it was for ALS and I thought, you know what? You know, I never really did the ice bucket challenge. Right. Um, Wasn't a listener uh, of his had had passed away, right? That's correct. Yeah, and I, I did. I talked about that a little bit. Um, if you guys want to watch it, that's on our YouTube channel. Uh, You're right. You search Dungeons and Dweebs on YouTube. Um, I think the link's on our website, maybe. Yes. Or I don't know. Uh, it's anyway. not up there yet. But <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so what what had happened was uh, when his show was in its infancy, um, one of his uh, fans had reached out. You know, just said how big of a fan he was. Um, he was. He had been diagnosed with ALS prior to that. Over time, you know, the disease, there, there really isn't a cure for it yet. Right. So it, it, it took his life. And so in order to memorialize his friend, one of his earliest fans, uh, the guy who runs the channel Binging with Babish, started this um, sort of Ice Bucket Challenge 2.0. And the thing that's hot yeah. right now, as he said, is the is eating hot peppers on YouTube. Yeah, so and I, and I don't want to say it, but Ice Bucket Challenge is one thing. But eating a hot pepper. I mean, and, and realistically, oh, we, did, we did not have to eat a ghost pepper, but I wanted to. Right, because there's a level <laughs> system to this. It's like if you get nominated, yeah. right, uh, you either have to pay uh, to the foundation, mm-hmm. right, or else you can, you know, reduce the amount you pay in based on how hot of a pepper uh, that you eat. But it should be said, we weren't nominated. We weren't. I just thought, I just was such a fan of the cause and his show that I thought we would be just a little. 
um, spark and right. spread it right. from here. So you donated uh, for Dungeons and Dweebs. We've had other people donate in our yeah. name uh, for Dungeons and Dweebs, which has really been cool. Uh, and then, and then we just we kind of started it off. So. Yeah. I mean, um, and by the way, we we called out. Three people, we right? Did. Because that's part of the thing. We went high enough. We got a ghost pepper, mm. which is pretty darn hot. And so we were able to nominate three other people. And we, one of them was our listener from way back from the beginning. Oh, back in the Dragonlance days of Dungeons and Dweebs. <laughs> Brendan, Brendan from Facebook. Yeah, he is, he is awesome. And, I mean, immediately the guy answers the call. Oh, I can't believe it. Yeah. Awesome. Brendan, awesome. He, so cool. Just awesome. And, and he sent out his video. We shared it onto our Facebook as well of him doing the... The uh, hot pepper challenge. Uh, he he is just awesome. So big shout out to him. And Brendan, I do have to give you props out there too. You did it at work. Yeah, <laughs> you weren't even at home. And and Brendan, he has two paintings hanging in his office. Like all of us just lost it. We look and somebody's like, "That is Lorana." Before he even said for Lorana, he's got a painting of Lorana in the mm. back of his office. He's got another painting on the side. I can just see the corner of the whole crew yeah, kind of sitting it's there. Yeah, that uh, the Dragonlance party that around Elmore the painting. Elmore painting yeah, around the yeah. fire, all of them. Yeah, it Super it was cool. so cool. Super I mean, cool. So, uh, man, we all raise our mugs to you. Hey, hey. Uh, <laughs> yes. So. To, to Brendan, but there is two other people we have called out, which we have yet mm. to hear from. Uh, Pierce Brown, the <laughs> author of the books that we're writing. Um, and this is kind of one of those weird I, things, right? I mean, like, we're reviewing uh, the Red Rising trilogy, so it was like, hey, let's... Shot in the dark. Let's call yeah. out the author. Yeah. See see what he does. Um, you know. Um, so so that's thrown out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, PB Publishing, our friends on Twitter. Uh, I'm still waiting, guys. I do I do know. Um, I mean, even because we had planned this ahead of time. Takes a while to F- get the peppers. Finding the peppers at this time of year is such a pain. Because yeah, these came hey. directly from Mexico, right? So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. Finding them was like we even had like a backup plan, like something like the people didn't see like behind the camera magic. I ordered two uh, packages. One was fresh, fresh ghost, fresh ghost chilies that we ended up eating, and then yeah. the backup plan was these pickled ghost chilies. Yeah. The thing with the pickled ones was like the reviews said they weren't that hot, so I'm like, well, we're, I'm like you know what? Just in case these fresh ones show up and they're all moldy, yeah. Like let's have a backup plan. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. And we didn't even like we actually we actually opened those on camera. Like we didn't know. Like we could have opened those and they would have been all bad. Then. We'd have yeah. pulled the ghost ones. But hey, enough about well, what we've well, done. I, I like to throw it out, though, to all of our listeners. Oh. You know, I mean, we've got oh, a lot of God. listeners out there, and uh, I think this this is a really good cause. So if you would like to please, uh, you know, film yourself doing this. You know, we can't call you out, mm-hmm. but uh, but film yourself. Post it to our Facebook. You know, yeah. share it with us on Facebook. We would love to start seeing some of our listeners. We've got, hey, I'm... I'm going to use this opportunity to say we've got listeners in Australia, South Africa, the Netherlands. Uh, I would like to know who you guys are, yeah. right? Like, it would be awesome to hear from you. Uh, you kind of know who's out there. We've got mm-hmm. kind of a, a, from the Philippines, from Japan, I would love to see some of some Unless of people our... are just using weird proxies to download, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> and, and truthfully, what a great organization. What a great organization oh, yeah. to donate to. Uh, you know, ALS is something that really affects all race, colors, creeds, cultures right. around the globe. So that's something if we can, you know, throw a little money there and hopefully get a little uh, medicine behind it, by all means. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, that's that'll, that'll be my section of uh, tavern talk here. Let me, uh, I guess, uh, Claw, Neil, Bob, anybody yeah. else got anything? 
nerd related. <laughs> uh, obviously, a lot of Golden Sun. Yeah, I just right. started Morning Star. I made a deep, deep uh, shot in my intro about Les Transpersage. With, and I'm totally not pronouncing my French correctly. Um, it translates, it, it's an older uh, French graphic novel. Mm. And it translates into, they made a movie you with it. hipster. They made a movie about it a couple years ago. He is drinking a double IPA. Well, it, <laughs> shout out to the guys at Hop Rising if you're reading, if you're listening, by the way, because that's the brand of that's the brand of IPA that I found in the store and had to get for this yeah, podcast. Yeah, that is awesome. Of course, it's Hop Rising. Very yes. apt. But um, you guys may know it as Snowpiercer. Hmm. No. And it's actually based on this older graphic novel, this older French graphic novel, and there are a couple. It took about twenty-five years to actually translate this thing into English that made oh, wow. sense. But it's really cool. It's all it's post-apocalyptic, and the only thing left on Earth is this one train that spins around the that spins around the snow-covered Earth. Okay. And everybody who's left is in the train, and it's just the artwork is really cool. It's got a really, it's got a really neat story. The movie is decent. Mm. Um, there's uh, it's with the, actually Chris Evans is in the movie. Oh, wow! And uh, really? John Hurt. John Hurt. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> and so the movie the movie's the okay, but the, the, I do recommend the graphic novel. That was something I did with this. Other than that, again, like I said, my intro. It's hockey season for me, so I'm watching <laughs> a lot of, of hockey, my four right? my four or five games a week and following my teams. Nice. I, you know, I, you are uh, an odd mix of jock and nerd. <laughs> and I'm cool with it. Thank you. <laughs> Neil. You hosier. <laughs> I, I, I can become a goon there, young blood. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. He kind of sent some shots at me yesterday night, so I can't say too much. Uh, my nerd month, I'm going to just focus on a couple things. I went and bought, people of the internet, please do not hate me. I bought Star Wars Battlefront 2. I know there was a big uproar with EA and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. I do not know what's going on. Microtransactions and stuff like that. Pay for play. But since I I prefer to play at my own house and not really go online as much, it's not too bad for me. Luke, you joined me one day. Yeah, I did. As we played as Han Solo and Chewbacca. That was was fun. Honestly, one of the coolest video game experiences of my life. (laughs) I I, I was solo and I'm running around and I I just, whenever I would hear the the Wookiee call, I would just yell, Chewie! (laughs) (laughs) We're on the couch right next to each other. I was yelling. Right. I was all excited. (laughs) To be fair, I, I would have thought you would have been Chewbacca. He had first choice. I did. I I, I wanted to try out the the small blaster. Yeah. So I had fun there. But you're right. Otherwise, ended up going through and going to go to some board games here for a minute. Ooh. The other day on on Tuesday, I believe it was, I ended up playing a game at my friend's house called Mountains of Madness. Ooh, HP Lovecraft. And it was definitely very related to HP Lovecraft. And as you're trying to escape from this mountain and research more, you get madness levels of what you have to do during the game. Sounds like some relationships they've had. Let's do <laughs> too. <laughs> some repressed issues there, Clout? I don't think they're repressed at all. <laughs> no, he's out and open. Oh, yes. but to hundreds of listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but some of those instances, for example, when the game starts, you have to try to communicate with each other. But if you have a madness thing, it makes it hard. Mm-hmm. I had to speak only in rhyme. And Gosh. I couldn't think of that many words that would rhyme during that oh, time. No. Wow. Oh, not yeah, Pfft, Neil. So <laughs> I had to give you the look. But then after that, that madness changed away, followed by every time someone said the word crate, I had to yell and then stop talking the rest of the time. <laughs> <laughs> so if someone accidentally said crate, ah! Right. And then that was it. And that That's was it. Hilarious. I couldn't do anything. And then the last one, 
my third level of madness, I had to count on my hand every time I said a word, and I couldn't couldn't stop. And oh, okay. I kind of I like I like that. You know, kind of bringing the uh, the real world into the game. Right. Yeah, and no, I like that. But well, it, it, it has a role playing aspect. To it. Yeah, it had a very fun role playing. So aspect. would you so recommend this? What kind of rating would you give this game? Well, I only played it once. Sure, listeners, rush out and get Mountains of Madness. Yes, if you have the money. Oh, oh, is this I, like expensive? It's like Mansions I, of Madness. Yeah, Mansions. No, of, which okay, let's throw out Mansions of Madness is unbelievable. Yeah, and I guess it, it was. Love that. Game. Was it last year we were playing that? Yep. And I guess last year. I, I don't yeah. know what the prices are on it now, but man, it was like right. they are still high. Yeah, demand is still right. far away in supply. On the that. only thing that scares me about Mansions of Madness is that it's a game that you have to play with the app. Yeah, it's the guy has this atmospheric app component. I'm always yeah, worried. It, it, what, it, what's going to happen if that app goes away? Yeah, the game it, is useless. Yeah, yeah, actually it is. What yeah. are we yeah. going to play after the apocalypse? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cards, Checkers, that's it. Checkers. Dice rolling. I mean, when I'm 80, D&D can I still fire still up the Mansions there. of Madness yeah. app? I don't yeah, know. I'm all about Farkle. <laughs> Farkle. <Hey. laughs> oh, wow. But no, uh, Mountains of Madness was definitely a lot of fun. And oh, yeah. I would probably... Oh, it's actually, it's on sale right now. Never mind, I take it back. It's 40 Okay, so wow. wow. But cool. it was a lot of fun. I would recommend it. Again, we played it once, so we probably cheated a lot on accident without right. realizing it, but... Creative well, use of game mechanics. It was a good time, yes. Right. And cool. Bob, what about your month? Um, well, I'm, I'm playing catch-up, so I'm not going to talk about it much, but yeah, I saw Thor Ragnarok finally. Woo! Woo way to be in there. Um, but yeah, the... Uh, how did you? Well, are, are, were you on the hype train with me, or how? Do you I am on the hype train with you. Okay. Yes, yes, I am. Uh, it's right in my sweet spot for for where a movie should be at. So mm-hmm. I I am on the hype train with Thor Ragnarok. Awesome. Yeah. And I just to explain to you folks how much he is on the hype train, blasting out of his office at work for the last week and a half. It's been straight eighties synth pop. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it has been. Yes. Yep. 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 Synthwave. I've listened to tons of synthwave. <laughs> And Led Zeppelin. So, yeah, I'm that guy. Just just a sucker. I'll just go with the tides of pop culture. Um, but, I, boy, for me, like you said, Red Rising uh, and then Into Golden Sun. And, honestly, there's not a lot of space between our last podcast recording and there, this there one. There isn't. And I actually, you know, I put it in the uh, the description of episode eight. Yeah. Eight, nine? We're on nine eight, now. We're on nine. On episode eight that just came out um, about how... You know, we've had like scheduling conflicts, oh and, and there's the holidays, the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. everything. American Thanksgiving right. just happened, right. and yeah, we all we all holiday obligations, and then you know it's work obligations next week. Work <laughs> obligations, yeah, yeah. I'm gone for an entire week, but right. I guess I guess I can at least get this edited and out then. Right. Um, you know, and I just you know thank you everybody who's sticking through us on this. You know, right. it's we're new to this. We don't really know what we're doing, <laughs> and our reading schedule was very ambitious. Very ambitious <laughs> reading schedule. So if you've looked, we we've pulled like we said before, we pulled a book in in January, which we desperately now need. Um, and, <laughs> a book that Neil's a big fan. Of. Yeah, Neil's one of Neil's favorite books. Sorry, um, but we pulled that okay. book to use as a uh, as a buffer zone. So just kind of watch. Are, we're hoping to kind of almost maybe every week, week and a half, be dropping a show. They'll come just out at, to, just at to kind, catch of, up. kind of wild times, but our hope is that we'll kind of nail down a calendar so that by February on, hopefully kind of second Friday, last Friday of the month will always be our scheduled down. Hopefully. You know? But hopefully, we'll see. And speaking of schedules and something that we, we found out 
that was pretty interesting. We got a big spike after we posted the Hot Pepper Challenge and downloads. So yeah, we if did. you're new since the Hot Pepper Challenge, if you came to us from the Hot Pepper Challenge, yeah. welcome and thank you for joining us. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Right. Yeah. No, de definitely. Yeah. But as far as for me, nothing nerd, nerd wise. Uh, yeah. Twilight Zone. Old Twilight Zone episodes I've been binging on Netflix like with fun. my wife and my kids. My kids. Yeah, I got little kids at home. You know, and you, you let something slip before we started recording here that you have had Deadpool sitting like right up on your shelf, and you still haven't Why watched it. Why are you it? calling me out on this? I am the last I, because nerd in the known universe it. who has not seen Deadpool. Because It's just because I can't believe it. It's one of those weird, you know, the alignment of the planets, didn't get to see it in theaters, you know got it, know it's a movie you can't watch around kids, and and am constantly with kids until it seems like I'm too tired to watch anything. So, like, Netflix series, like, things that are 40, 50 minutes, perfect. Yeah. Movies, tough. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, and I don't know, I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna call it right now. Uh, Deadpool two will come out before you watch that. <laughs> that, is not, that is my guess. Probably. But hey, at, at any rate, hey, let's quit talking about ourselves. Let's start yeah. talking about what everybody downloads podcast to hear about. Yes. Golden Sun. Golden Sun. Hey, uh, Neil, do me a favor there, young blood. Go grab me another blanket, will you? I guess so. You starting to You could just sit by the fire. I am sitting by the fire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Hang on. You know Tashi Station? I'm a leaf on the wind. I'm a freaking fight for that. I'm a leaf on the wind. Waiting around for that Skywalker kid to come pick up the power convoyers. We got downloads into the systems. I pull up a chair, friend. Icky for home. All right, everybody. Welcome back. And hey, here we are. A new book. And you know what that means? Bob, why don't you give us a synopsis here before we dive in? Oh, uh, okay, I'll try. Golden Sun by Pierce Brown, Delray Books, January 6th, 2015. Very little time has passed since the end of Red Rising. Darrow has become a student at the Academy, where he trains in the tactics of ship-to-ship -ship combat. While training in an asteroid field, the game comes down to just Darrow and another student, Carnus, brother of Cassius and the eldest sibling of the Bellina family. Darrow is outsmarted by Carnus, and in his embarrassment, the arch-governor who had been sponsoring Darrow tells him he will be auctioned off. Without the protection of the arch-governor, Darrow will be left to defend himself against the Bellina family, who still want him dead. He is to be sold at a gathering of Goldens. While trying to come up with a plan, Darrow meets up with his old nemesis, the Jackal. He tells Darrow that he has gained control of 30% of the media, and that he can use that to take down both the Sovereign and the Sons of Ares with his fake news. Darrow is to be the figurehead in this plan. But the Jackal isn't the only old friend in attendance. Evie is there with a bomb. In the chaos that follows, Evie brings Darrow to Harmony, who drops two more bombs of the emotional variety on Darrow. Dancer, leader of the Sons of Ares, is dead, and oh yeah, Eo was pregnant. You're a father. This news helps galvanize Darrow's resolve, and he decides to bring a little surprise of the explosive variety to the meeting of the Golds on Luna. But before setting it off, he remembers his beloved Eo and her wishes. Becoming a suicide bomber was not what she would want. Instead, Darrow changes course midstream and hatches a brilliant, on-the-spot plan that will bring about civil war among the Golds. He challenges Cassis to a duel. Darrow has been training and is now much better than Cassis knows. Cassius loses an arm, but before Darrow kills him, the Sovereign, she secretly had been working with the Bellinas, steps in and stops the fight. 
This is a big no-no, and everyone at the party sees her as a dictator instead of a leader. Chaos ensues. Mustang, Severo, and the Howlers show up, and they rescue Darrow. In orbit around Luna, Darrow uses his wit and out-of-the-box thinking to capture a battleship. He frees the low colors on board and bids them serve in his fight out of loyalty instead of servitude. Jump forward in time, and some battle montages later, the society is gripped by civil war. Belina is waging war against Mars and the Arch-Governor. Meanwhile, Darrow decides he needs ships and the help of Lorne Akras, a retired fighter who taught Darrow how to use a razor like a ninja. So it's off to Ganymede to steal ships, but Lorne wants no part in the fighting, and Darrow barely escapes death. Back on his ship, the Pax, Mustang tells Darrow they've been betrayed, and the Sovereign's ships have shown up and captured Augustus and the Jackal. Rescue mission! Darrow frees his friends and tells the Jackal to use his powers of fake news to tell those houses loyal to him of his plan for an iron reign, an all-out assault on Mars, and the forces of the Sovereign and House Bologna. Awesome fighting ensues, ship-to-ship -ship combat, soldiers streaking through atmosphere and metal eggs only to hatch as Iron Man and War Machine, jumping, leaping, drone destruction, laser-guided bombing, and underwater basket weaving are all part of the action. But as Darrow and his men are underwater, breaching the wall of the city holding the Sovereign, an EMP pulse goes off, trapping most of his men on, in their mech suits underwater to die. Darrow cuts his way free, and he frees Severo and Ragnar along with a few other howlers. Darrow sees the Sovereign leaving in a ship and knows it's his only chance. He rockets into the ship, only to end up fighting his old proctor, Finchner. But plot twist, Finchner is really Ares. Grabbing Darrow's body, Finchner jumps ship. More fighting ensues as Darrow struggles to get his plans and house in order, but eventually he learns that the Arch-Governor will name him his heir. This is exactly what the Sons of Ares want. It will put them in a position to take control. Darrow gets all sentimental and wants to take Mustang on a hometown visit to meet Ma. He's going to come clean to her, show her he's a red. But Mustang doesn't take the news well and pulls a gun on Darrow. Darrow tells her to shoot him. Jump in time and Arch Governor Augustus is naming Darrow his heir at a party. It must be a fashionable party. It's drawn all the finest people. But words of Darrow being a red has gone out, and all hell breaks loose as everything devolves into an orgy of betrayal. The jackal even kills his own father. Darrow is taken, and Cassius reveals Ares's head within a box. Cassius swears all Darrow loves will die. Darrow is to be brought to the Sovereign to be dissected. Darrow and his rise have been undone. All right, well there it is. Uh, you know, I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna tackle this immediately. Just opening up this book. I mean, talk about a data dump. Um, yeah. Let's let's get to it. I'm gonna flip the page to it. Just it's this page that we have here where it's like this breakdown of all the colors. Um, you have the triangle of society, um, and this like. All, all the colors, bottom to top, and just a little description of them. And I, I love that. Yeah, it's, you, it's such a good idea. Just break it down. Yeah, it, it reminds me of uh, some of the old sci-fi stuff I used to read in the 90s. That, mm -hmm. That's the first thing you'd have on either the first page or the last page was timelines and everything else. You yeah. Yeah, I kind of love that. Okay, actually, still I, you do. <laughs> and actually, I, I think, you know, um, 
uh, Dungeons and Dweebs first, it's not a map. No, it is not a map. We've had maps in the beginning of every book that we've read for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is a data dump that you need, though. Uh, I did find myself occasionally uh, looking back, just for interest's yeah. sake. Like, mm-hmm. like just kind of like, okay, so what are what are some of these colors again? Uh, even some maybe we haven't quite met. And the cast list. Well, going back right. to the hierarchy. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to the hierarchy of colors, too. Okay, so now we've met this color. Where does this color actually sit in, you know, the societal mm-hmm. case system that's here? Mm-hmm. So this book picks up, again, with kind of this pre-chapter little piece, right? And it's picking up immediately after Red Rising ends, right? We're on Mount Olympus, uh, right, right as Darrow has taken it. Right, mm-hmm. um, and it's swarming with golds, and Darrow is standing with Augustus, uh, and he muses on the man who killed his wife. Right, I, I love Darrow is kind of thinking about Augustus, and okay, um, and and how he's the guy who's kind of the reason Eo is dead, and how now he needs to be the sword of his people. Yeah, and it, you know, I'm, I'm actually I'm gonna kind of like nitpick this a little bit. I you know a lot of books do a prologue, and yeah, where they're kind of like. It's even like it's hinting at things that are going to happen in the book. Yep. And I do have to say, I'm not a fan of it. Um, it just mm. it puts it puts ideas in your head before you start reading. It sets you on a trajectory. And I just yeah, and yeah. I and I just and I just end up um, sort of subconsciously like, okay, where's that part? Is that part coming? I think that part from the beginning is coming. Like, just, it's just right. always something that's like in the back of my mind when I'm reading the book. And I, I don't know, it just just a thing with books overall. No, oh, I agree, and a lot of time maybe there, I should just skip the prologues. I don't know. And a lot of time they're superfluous, and I I think this might be one of those. It's pretty superfluous, but I I, I liked how it was written. It, it was mm-hmm. it was it was good. But and it's understandable with the the time period, and especially between where these two books came out, right? And you know, last time on Red Rising, <laughs> yeah, right? Right? Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're d- jumping into part one. Bow. Bow. Bow or bow? bow. I actually wrote that down because. I, I thought it when I it first is uh, you know it's about because well, it's our ships ship to ship combat. When my, I fir- my bad. Hang on, no. When I first thought it, I put down or thought it as Bo, like he is being drawn back uh-huh. by Augustus to be shot forward, like Ooh. an actual bow and arrow mm, to put good. it towards that's the target. See, I shouldn't have said and anything until after Neil said that because then I would have sounded. I got your back. Yes. No, I, I, that's exactly why I thought. Bo. Know, you, you, say, <laughs> you say bow. Maybe maybe I maybe I don't know how to spell, but I'm thinking like the the act of bowing. Well, that was my other thought. Oh. Was is it bow and arrow bowing down or bow of a ship? I went I went bow of I a mean, ship completely. Good use of word <laughs> choice here to confuse oh, all four yeah. people well, at the for table. For anybody who's new and listening, and you're wondering why it takes so long in two parts to get through a book, yeah, we're spending five minutes on the just why is it bow or bow on the minutia <laughs> on the minutia. Okay, or so, is it like when you're wrapping a present? <laughs> like, is it a bow? Like he's going to be presented to the sovereign after or... being shot onto yes, the bow of the yes. ship to I bow believe, in front. Of, I believe oh. Pierce Brown sees Golden Sun as kind of a big golden Christmas present, and we're starting at the bow. <laughs> <laughs> Unravel the bow and then get to the paper. Yes, sorry, Pierce. So yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> chapter one, uh, warlords. Uh, man, we are thrown right into this. I I love kind of it. Red Rising, uh, and I love that book, but it feels completely different. I'll already throw it out. This entire book, Golden Sun has a completely different feel for me than Red Rising. Red Rising felt very um, we're on a we're on Mars, you know, we're we're fighting. Uh, it in a lot of ways just feels very 
not fantasy, but you know that that yeah. kind of rugged hand to hand fighting with swords and everything else. Instantly, we're in a space opera here. Yeah. Oh, ship exactly. to ship combat, and it, and it completely opens up the world. Oh, you know, the yes. universe. It opens up the universe. We're not as as small as we were before. Yeah, I think that was very intentional here. Oh yeah, is opening up this wide, wide universe of. Okay, there's a lot of stuff going on. Right. He's now at the Academy, and this is now the Starship Academy. Uh, right? Two, two years later. Two years. Yeah, so he is now 20, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he's the in, in the command of a fleet of starships. And, again, more training exercises. Uh, they have to, again, battle each other for dominance. Mm -hmm. Or training out. exercises where you can die. Right, exactly. We're well, not supposed to. You're not supposed to. This one actually now has more stringent rules, right? Because, and I get it, these ships are ungodly expensive. Mm -hmm. That's right? A lot so, of people. Yeah, and a lot of people on them. Mm -hmm. So now things are ratcheted back just a little bit, but they are in an asteroid field and they're kind of doing maneuvers. Mm -hmm. I I would love to see this opening in, oh God, in yeah. a movie. Man, would this, this would really mm -hmm. get you. Um, I, and I'm getting kind of that Star Trek, uh, kind of Wrath of Khan. Uh, where they're fighting in the nebula, and you know it's kind of that ship. You know, one's hiding okay. behind nebulas and stuff. And I'm talking old Wrath of Khan. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and see, I went, I went in your direction with this opening of the starship. I went Star Wars <laughs> through the asteroid. No, well, no, I went. This is this is the beginning of the Star Wars movie where we have the pan underneath the ship, and then we roll up into the bridge, and you see yeah. the command structure. This okay. is how this movie would start. As it would start, yeah, with the asteroid field in the distance and the ship. Coming overhead, <laughs> maybe to the side because you would maybe. copy it. <laughs> maybe. So we, off, we find out that Darrow here has really been kicking butt in this yes. in the in this final game. This is the yes. final final game. This is his senior thesis that right. he's doing here in and the, the academy. That's in the what academy. Yes. And so. it's come down to just him and Carnus, who is a different brother. Right. He did not kill. In this yes. wonderful family. He's brother of Cassius and Julia. Yes. So we've got some more revenge moments going mm -hmm. on. And we find out he's kind of a beast, though. Hero's he, arm is broken from him at some point. He, he's referred well, to right. as a It's mom. broken. I want to know how that happened. Was it from ship-to-ship -ship combat, or did they actually meet each other on an actual field? Because yeah. now we have someone who can take on Darrow as well. Mm -hmm. right. Well, we also, have a, yeah. we also find out, too, at the beginning here, we again have... The same slavery aspect that we had before, mm -hmm. whereas if you take over the ships, they become part of your fleet. Uh, yeah. Just like how when we were in the smaller version of the game um, in the previous book, mm -hmm. if you took over the people, they became your slaves. It, you could take over the other ships. Right, here. right. Mm -hmm. And so they're chasing him through this asteroid uh, field, right? And I, uh, Karnas is referred to as a monster that they let out of a cage to kill things, mm. right? Um, and we we learn a new color, blues. Blue, I like such blues. a cool description for the for this uh, mm -hmm. class. Yeah, I, and again, kind of what is the script that you talked about? The, uh, oh, the cam camel case. Camel case yes. is still being used. Uh, digitats. They digitats. have digitats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're they're kind of like animated tattoos that are all over them, and they're like this weird circuitry. I'm mm -hmm. I'm picturing like almost Tron circuit boards. Yeah, almost Tron <laughs> circuit board. Um, and they let's actually bring plug it to, themselves uh, into the computer system. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Let's bring it to uh um crap. What is it? Uh, Destiny. That that video game. Um, where the the. The Awoken have like these weird like there's like an animation under their skin like always oh, moving cool. around. But yeah, there's yeah. this weird like almost non-verbal class that just plug into computers and just communicate with each other like right, that. Right, and I think that's very cool. And again, um, I don't know that the last book always felt sci-fi to me. It did in aspects, and but a lot of times it it felt like I was reading this brutal 
you know, smashing yeah, kind of because we were still grounded, on grounded the planet on the planet. We Whereas got. now, all of a sudden, this this really feels galactic. This, oh yes, we, yeah. yeah, we we go from we go from Conan on the ground to Conan in space. I was, I was, <laughs> I was trying to avoid using Conan because people mm. be like, it's Conan, Star Wars, and <laughs> Alien that he ever references, but it's very Conan, yeah. And we instantly kind of get to Star Wars, Star Trek, even. Yes, mm. but this kind of rifles us right into Chapter Two, the breach. The breach. And uh, Darrow thinks that he's going to yeah. win against. Yeah, Daryl wins. Um, they already like they start talking about his promotion. I was gonna bring Severo back yeah. from Pluto to join them. Yeah, I'm gonna do all these things when I win because there's no way I can lose. Mm. And right. his overconfident nature comes back. Mm. And I I like that he gets slapped down here. I really like this character building moment, right? Because Carnus is waiting in ambush. Carnus is waiting in ambush. Yep. And we get we get to this 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 hiding place. And we get to this oh poop moment from <laughs> right? where, right before it happens, Darrow is actually smart enough to realize that, oh god, no, I missed this. Yep, I screwed up. Uh-huh. Yeah, yep. yeah, definitely. Which I mean, which is good. I mean, he, someone who's been, I guess, he does have flaws, but for like the most part, like towards the end of Red Rising, he was just like just on this he was, this meteoric rise, which we talked about, and, and he's almost flawless in mm-hmm. some ways. And I like this because if that's going to continue, he is going to be some sort of demigod rising through the society. Mm-hmm. He needs to meet some sort of personal struggle yeah. here, and I like that. I, I I would think you are a minor. Uh, you're you're eighteen. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and you have just started this rise. Yeah, at some point you're going to finally meet the player that can outplay you on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, and I I, re- I do really like this. And but I will say too that I I I also felt that there was some cheating involved here. Well, there yeah. was. They even yeah. said it though. Yeah, they said that the proctor shows controls down at certain points. Yeah, and they're right. getting revenge for what mm-hmm. he did earlier, like they've always and, done. Yes, and right. which is also which was my other question here. Mm-hmm. The one problem I had with mm-hmm. the whole him being defeated by Carnus here. Yeah, didn't he have like five, six, seven ships? Seven, seven, seven specifically. He had seven yeah. specific, and then they ships, kind of all go and they, away, and they took one. They they take the main ship I didn't even down. Think of that. They take yeah. the main ship That's down. So much and going on. Automatically yeah. wins. Yeah, I I'm with you, Luke. I lost them then in that, mm-hmm. and I kind of never thought about that. But yeah, and, but um, how, what did you guys think of Theodora in here? Because there's an insertion of his, this Theodora, his, this pink, his pink that he has, and because, she's on good terms with him. Because again, not, we are we're reviewing uh, we're reviewing this book, having read read the book. She doesn't really play much of a part in the rest of the book. I think it's just showing more so that even though he's higher, he still shows sympathy to all colors. Mm-hmm. Okay. Throughout the books, it shows how he's. Kind to reds, browns, obsidians, etc. Right. There's really never moments he has with actual pinks other than her. But I guess what oh, I will, and it and talks about and it talks about her. She is, she's kind of. She, he has issues with social interaction. Right. He right. has issues. Okay. With, he has issues. He has issues with being a gold. And Theodora is kind of. She coaches him on like what to do in social interactions. Right. This is how you know. This is which fork you use to eat the first course of the meal and things. And it right. talks about how she helps him with things like that because she's an older pink. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It should be said. Yeah. She's older. I was getting like this almost aunt. Yes. Yeah. Kind of feel from but her. But it still makes him. Look, but yeah. it still makes him look like he has a slave too. Yeah. It yes. still makes him look like he he's well. I'm a normal gold. I have a pink. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but she's middle aged. But I have a pink. Yep. Yep. Right. And this is actually, uh, you know, bringing up Theodora. Um, you know, the, his ship starts to go down. Everybody's about to escape. So Darrow goes to save her. 
Right. And this is actually, this is kind of where I'm starting to almost have an issue here. Yeah, um, what is it? It's, I don't know. It's just, because I kind of maybe am too. It's being like really hammered on like how good of a guy Darrow is. Right. That like he it's sit, really, that he, because it should be said, they go to a escape pod. Yeah. Right. And there's only room for so many. And so he has to, he, he wants to take Theodora, wants mm. to save a pink slave. And so has to kill Mm-hmm. Or there, there's kind of a, an altercation, right? And he's got some Obsidian guards with him. Yeah, yeah. and they, they have to they shoot some of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's actually well, no, a the, scuffle. The, they shoot themselves. Yeah. That's the Obsidian. Well, I thought their leader shot them. Yeah. 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 The, yeah the but Obsidians what, shoot themselves. Yeah, yeah. the Obsidians, the obsidians shoot themselves. Grace. Grace. Yep. We don't have this. Yeah, the gray, the gray yeah. soldiers shoot themselves because the one guy speaks up and goes, but... But she's a pink. I I deserve to go. And so his captain shoots him and goes, yeah, we don't talk like that. Right. <laughs> and some of the issues that I might have with this is I feel like Daryl's maybe showing his hand a little bit too early here. Like you said, maybe he's acting mm-hmm. too good. But, boy, you would think that when you're in the academy that this story would get back. Like, hey, he's saving a pink. Mm-hmm. And and <laughs> people are shooting each other. I mean, this seems in people some ways people are shooting each other. People are flying out the bulkheads because the ship yeah. has been ripped apart. It seems in some ways out mm-hmm. of place. And, and and at the same time, again, I go back to this character. I'm this is the beginning of the book. I'm coming in fresh, and I'm zeroing in on everything that's happening. And I'm mm-hmm. feeling like everything must matter throughout the rest of the book. Carnus not really a thing through the rest of the book. And a and, little, a little, he is, a little. He still drives. Well, kind of, but but mm-hmm. I would it's say he drives the, the plot. I would say it's more the family, and he just happens to yeah. be the one member who they're focusing yeah, on. Yeah, I would have, and now. it'll keep going. Yeah, and we go members later, and we go in the other. Right. I would have, yeah, in chapter three where we get to what the family members specifically. Yeah, I wouldn't say do. he drives the plot, and I don't think I don't think that Theodora really has anything to do either. So it's like all of a sudden I'm really zeroing in on these characters that don't play much of a part later. But yeah, but I like the fact we get out in the escape pod here, and Daryl's. Daryl's not giving up. No, he still he still thinks he's in this. He still thinks he's gonna go. He actually starts readying himself. He actually starts suiting up essentially to sh- fire himself to space jump and go take on the and destroyer. Marine and I, himself. I am getting pumped for this because yeah. he explains what he's going to do, and I'm like, oh, oh, this is gonna be good. This is this is nuts. This is nuts. Yep. And then all of a sudden, the proctors shut everything down. Daryl screams no. I scream no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like no, no. I wanted to see. Yeah. This. Then just at the at the end of this, uh, yeah. Eventually, yeah, he has to get in the escape pod. He has to leave. Like, okay, fine. And it's yeah. like it talks about body parts hitting the escape pod. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, different people from the ship that yeah. flew out to space—they're flying through at this yeah. point. Yeah. So this uh, with this rockets us into chapter three: blood and piss. And uh, Darrow is angered by the loss of life, and he kind of mm-hmm. does some sulking. And he takes it out on Roke a little bit. Yes, yes. As reference, Roke is currently with him now, oh, whereas different members of House Mars are all over the place. Right. Has, we don't know where Mustang is. Uh, no. You know, she no, she was referenced, but never yeah. said where she right. was. So they, they, they said goodbye Severals to each other. Several's in Pluto. Roke is with him. He also has Tactus from whichever house it was. Yeah. And Victrock. Victrock. Who, who is Antonia's little sister. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right. Little? Was she little or older? I don't uh, remember. Half sister. Half sister. She's remember. the younger yeah. half sister. Yeah. Oh, that was something okay. like that. Yeah. yeah. But I was gonna wait until later to bring it up. So uh, okay. So oh, Dar- edit that part. So Daryl uh, goes and relaxes in a hot spring. And okay. Now I do actually have to bring it up. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I thought. We Thanks were gonna for have the edit, stuff, Neil. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No, you can't bring it back. No, you're fine. No, I wrote here. Daryl became stupid. Okay, so what, okay. He explain, had, explain. So now he goes to a place where he knows 
there's this whole enemy family that's coming for him. Mm -hmm. And he goes off by himself in a secluded area with no one with him, expecting nothing to happen. And don't get me wrong, I understand he's upset about mm -hmm. what happened and maybe he's not thinking straight. But for someone who knows everyone around him is technically a potential enemy, mm -hmm. why is he going by himself? It's true. I mean, you know, why I, is he yeah. making that decision? That's a recurring theme throughout this book. Is yeah. okay. Daryl is Daryl doing making a decision, or not making a decision and just doing something because he needs to just relax, or he needs to get away, or he needs to stop. You know, he needs to try to get his head back on straight, and he makes some decision that all of a sudden, a couple minutes later, go he goes. Oh, God, that was dumb. Right. Well, and this is like... And every, he does this about four times throughout the book. And this is kind of like every one of those 80s movies where, like, the, the kid goes after the game to sit in the hot tub and all the the kid guys from the other team come. Yeah. Right? And you're like, how did they get into their locker room? Yeah. <laughs> and he kind of rubs them up who, a little he's bit. He's the one who stole our mascot. <laughs> yeah, 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 I would exactly. say, if anything, Which, to his credit, he, he is... The Cobra Kai just walked in. He is protected at this point by the Augustans. So I mean, he is. They, they won't kill him, but I mean, you are right. Dumb, they are. Yeah, they can still beat you up. But it, <laughs> it does give us when he's he at first when he's in this hot spring. I, for me, it gave us a needed scene. Again, I didn't want to ever lose sight of Eo, who was so powerful oh, oh. in the yeah, in the first true. book, and and this kind of gives us again kind of a refocusing. I like going through Darrow's thought process here about about what he's thinking about becoming friends with people he knows he must kill, mm -hmm. and I, I kind of really like that because. It almost refocuses me as a le as a reader, where I was going, yeah, I was so ticked at the golds at the beginning of Red Rising, and then I'm like Darrow, friends yeah. and loving them all at the end, and then I have to reset myself and go, oh wait, yeah, if this is gonna go down, Darrow's gotta kill these people. Yeah. He's gonna kill Rogue. <laughs> you gonna know, kill yeah, Rogue. yeah. It's but still, just going back to it, he could have even hired any Greys who are in this place. Mm. They're gonna listen to what a gold says. And who are they going to be more afraid of? The right. arch governor of the whole planet or the person who's just next right. in line? And then they'll risk their own life for it, and no one in this system yeah. would do such but a I, thing. Why doesn't he... we got to remember we're not on Mars spots. right now. Yeah, well, true. institute still. But I don't feel but that... I, academy, sorry. I, I remember, but. this is an academy, though. I, I feel like, yeah, it's all blood and guts out there on the training field, but I think that's supposed to be left out there. Obviously, dumb decision, maybe, to do this, but I, I, I feel like that's kind of the rules of the... Game. It, it, you're it, back it, in the academy. You're supposed to. The fight's not supposed it's, to. It's it's a weird compare. Like it's, it's a weird change for Daryl from like how smart he was. Wait, exactly. Yes. And, and, and like you said, like you said, with the whole Cobra Kai aspect. <laughs> yeah. When you tick off the jocks, you don't go and shower alone. Right. Right. <laughs> and he. Does. I think. I think maybe you know what I think is maybe happening is from Red Rising. We got used to this like thing. They can kill each other at any point. True. Right. But that's supposed to be done now. And now that they're in the academy, that's not really supposed to be a thing that they can do anymore. Yeah. And the chains are kind of back on. You, you, you can kill the other colors. Yeah. Really nilly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Because we'll always make more of that. <laughs> right. But golds on golds is not, that's mm -hmm. not supposed to be a thing. So we get into, uh, uh, I like, I like this then, this rise so high and mud you lie is kind of one of the last things said in chapter three. And, uh, and that's going to be kind of, yeah, kind of a theme. Again, yeah. It's going to be a theme throughout the, the uh, rest of the book. So yeah. chapter four, Fallen, uh, Darrow ends up standing before Augustus. Mm -hmm. uh, he's failed. Yeah, and I, I like, you know, um, talking about, you know, a flawless character who's kind of like, we're really starting to see, I like that 
he he's a hero of war, and we're really starting to see that like, he is not a politician, and he really sucks at all this like post institute stuff. Right, right. Like, right. Oh yeah, I can command a ship. Yeah, that's that's fine, that's fine. But once I'm out of the ship and I have to like kiss butt and stuff, like I'm I don't know like who to talk to. Right, right. Where's Theodora? Help. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I, I really like this that like you know Augustus is just kind of you know you're. This was all about image to him, and mm-hmm. now that now that you can't help my image anymore, oh, I'm you lost. Rid of you. Yeah. You, yeah, you, you lost. lost you're out. You, emba- you embarrassed me. Yeah, I'm uh, selling your contract. Mm-hmm. But I'll yep. give you a nice severance package. That <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Darrow's to be traded because Augustus doesn't want him anymore. Mm-hmm. He tells him about how every all the golds have this meeting on Luna, which is the moon. Yes, right. The and, capital, well, the moon and, of Earth. And yeah, the, the re- it's not only you know it's not only that he didn't win for Augustus's you know, own pride of this is right. my house that he's being traded. Because of how high and mighty the Bolanas are yep. in the entire universe here, uh, Augustus is losing trade contracts because yeah. he has Darrow in his house. Right. And he's actually, he's losing money. And it's okay if you're losing me money if you're making me more somewhere else. Yeah, right, yeah. But once yeah. you're not once you're not fitting the bill, yeah, you're out. Right, right. Because I, I have to go do these trade agreements, and I know the Bolana house is coming for my job and my planet and my house. Right, right. And, and here we meet uh, Pliny and Leto. Yeah, I went for oh, Pliny. 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 Sort of the uh, the worm tongue here. Yes, um, he is. I, I hated him for oh the God. moment he came on the page. Yeah. Uh, uh, there, there's something that is said here, though. It's, it, I think it's uh, Daryl comparing himself to Leto. He says, where I'm kinetic energy, he is potential. Yeah. That's so cool. I, lo- I love that, just like uh, that physics metaphor there. Um, right. No, I do like it, too. Um, so anyway, do we, are we ready for Chapter 5 into Abandoned? Mm-hmm. Uh, Darrow's contract ends on the eve of the summit um, where all the ruling families are gathering, right? And mm-hmm. um, they're going to just discuss meaningless drivel. Um, we yeah. learn that Mustang wanted Darrow to come with her, um, but he chose the Academy and war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she's, she's been off uh, b- basically in another school learning how to be a diplomat. Right. And this this is hard because, I mean, we knew this was going to be a love, this was a love interest just barely getting off the ground. And I like that because we needed it to be about EO and well, not and, about Mustang. Well, and we, talk, and we talked with Red Rising on how we how much we enjoyed the fact that he didn't rush, that Pierce didn't yes. rush this. Yeah, mm-hmm. very good. And, and what I like about this is this, uh, I won't lie, and as we get through this, this initial Mustang and Daryl relationship is putting me through all kinds of inner strife. Yeah. Like, I hate where they're at. I'm feeling as much, like, gut-wrenching, ugh, about this relationship, I think, as Darrow would. I want them together, they're apart, and it feels really real. Like, this is what would happen. You know, Mustang would leave and be like, okay, well, I guess we didn't ever have anything. You want to go do your thing with Augustus, my father, and I'm... I remember, you're, you know what, you're better than all that. Why are you even going? Yeah, yeah. She's she pissed. wants what's... Yeah. Better for him, but well, yeah. And I looked at this, you know, looking at the age, looking at their physical ages and everything right. else. You know, she got accepted to Yale. She had to go to <laughs> Yale. He's he. You know, I I got into the I got into the Air Force Academy. So Pierce Brown, what, re- <laughs> what relationship of yeah. yours are you referencing? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, just very briefly going over Chapter Five, abandoned. Yeah, he makes his way by ship to Luna. We get a little bit of what happened between the books, and then we go on and to. Ch- uh, and I was gonna throw some stats yeah. in there real quick. Uh, uh, Tactus and Roke, because they have two different moments here. Oh, it, it shows a really nice description between mm-hmm. the two friends that he has. Yeah, I love how different they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yes, Tactus gets 
gets someone makes a bet with him of, hey, I bet Daryl will last three days outside of Augustus's protection. Titus goes, no way, ten days. Yeah. <laughs> ten days. And give him some credit. Come on, give him some credit. And Tactus he also makes references to the fact that when the whole bad word went down during the academy moments is that he launched his escape pod without Daryl. Yeah, right. those and Tactus who it. launched it on his own, and he's one who, as long as he's being successful, he'll do whatever he has to take, or do right. it, do it, get there. But then we look at Roke, who I know at least one person across the table loves. Mm-hmm. I do. He yeah. talks about how there's going to be other families that are going to want you. They'll try to find you. I would, but we don't have the money for it. Yeah, my mom's not going to give me the money. My mom won't give me the so money. And it's like, I tell oh. you, brother, will figure something out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's almost the end of the chapter spot. Which well, and, and we find out Severo's yep. been reassigned to Pluto. And so Darrow is truly abandoned here and mm-hmm. alone. Um, and again, boy, and this, Victor- this is the middle This is the middle act of a trilogy. This is what you do. You take your hero, you throw him down a dark hole. And that's kind of what's happening, right? Into chapter 6, Icarus. Yeah. Um, in, in the beginning here, Darrow speaks of, you know, as they get to the moon, and he speaks of Homer's world. Is that, am I, am I missing a reference, some sort of literary reference? Homer's, Homer's world. Oh, it's the Odyssey. The Odyssey. Okay, yeah. It's trying to return to Greece after the Trojan War. Okay, okay. Uh, and I like this description because it's kind of odd. Uh, again, this low gravity, people are pulling themselves around on yeah. ladders. Yeah, like there's rungs. all these buildings have these rungs that run everywhere, and they can. Pull and I do like it, this, this, this description of Luna is super brief, but like oddly detailed. Yes, like, it but, gives but, you a lot in it, a brief amount of time. And it's 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 hard for me to picture though. Like I can't picture the moon with trees. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I would, like how yeah. does does the dirt still look all gray? <laughs> I don't. Like, I, I have I have issue with it, but it's, yeah. it's described very well. In all honesty, I mainly just saw cities, but I like this because again, this weird opulence mm-hmm. and and decadence of these golds. I get real dumb images in my head, like of all these, all of these opulent golds in in weird outfits, just pulling themselves around on like these rungs, and it's almost like we're meant to think this is all really bizarre. But nobody, you know, the society has run away from itself so much nobody can call it out. It's like the mm-hmm. emperor has no clothes, where n- nobody can see it. Like. This is just bizarre, mm-hmm. you know. This whole Luna scenario. But I mean, it would be though. I mean, and it would be no. Yeah, I, yeah and I think it's good. And a couple That's comments good. thrown in here about oh Earth, Ugh. yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> which I would oh, love man. to know exactly what is going on on Earth right now. At this point, is, yeah, yeah. We don't really know. We never get a description of what Earth is like. Mm-hmm. Really. Um, yeah, um, we get Victra. Yes, Victra. Oh, yeah, Victra. After, after we get a little, a little bit like more Victra. of the, uh, I do too. Victra. I, I like, like how the, she's always pining after Darren. She, like she's the, she's constantly between, flirting with him. I like the constantly, difference between yeah. her and her sister, though. Because we've got the one who yeah, was her willing to do anything. And her and Mustang, right. too. Yeah, right. a, and I think a lot of people have this in their life where at some point they've had this girl that really likes them, but you don't really like but them. But see, here's the thing. Here's the, here's <laughs> Poor the, guy. No, see, here's the, the thing with female Victra. Listeners. Here's the thing with Victra. Is I never... I, I never really got an aspect of does she really like him? Yeah. Or does she like playing with him? You know, I, I think she likes playing. Does she, I think it's does more she like play right now. It's, it's the whole like, oh well, every other man I've ever had, or every other every other gold I've ever flirted with, or everything else I've ever wanted mm-hmm. has been mine because I'm a beautiful, powerful gold woman. Yeah, right, right. Yet 
this one seems to be a challenge. <laughs> because and he has like no that. idea what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she knows yeah. So yeah. She you know, I do get that. a feeling from her, and especially through other passages as we go through the book, that she does kind of have a thing for him, but is really good, mm-hmm. very svelte about playing this thing off. You know, like, oh, it, I kind of want you, but it really, the whole Mustang thing really doesn't bother me. Even though she probably goes back to her room and cries. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> but she leads Daryl somewhere. Yes, to a, to a tavern to reset the adventure. And I wrote down, <laughs> yeah. where are they going? D&D reference. I have a D&D thing in parentheses written down here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Reset the adventure. But my thoughts were, where is she going? Daryl's been talking about how the sons of Ares haven't talked to him in a while. Is she going to go see Dancer? Wait, is Victra a son of Ares? What is going not, on not here? Not just a while. He hasn't and heard from he the sons of Ares right, right, right. Since, the, or since he was in the game. Yeah. So there was my first thought. I jumped it's been to like us. two and a half years. Yeah. It's been a long time. My first thought, just, is she one of them too? We're going to see I Dancer I, again finally? I, right. I wasn't but there. I wasn't. Yeah. But, but I didn't know where we were yeah. going to yet. Yeah. There's a lot of, I like as they fly through the city, that, uh, there's graffiti images uh, Again, of the hanging girl of yeah. Eo, of, and, and, I, and I like that time is spent on that lo- as well. And, and she never, but she hasn't really told him why they're where they're going. She's just, I no. want you, I want you, you need to talk to somebody. And he's like, what's going on? And so we go to this super super seedy bar, <laughs> very divey. <laughs> very, very, there's pink girls dance. There's pink girls dancing on poles. There's <laughs> right. different things going on in the corners of here. And Daryl just keeps walking through here, going. What is going on? This is oh, where I hear the, the synth uh, wave just the, blasting. They have to dye their hair to like fit in here. Yeah, right. But, but like him and Victor are so tall that they can only be obsidians. So yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, they, they dye their hair black. They put uh-huh. black contacts in. They go right. into this, what is it, like 15 stories high? What are they? How big is this place? It's huge. Yeah, it, yeah, it's a big place. That they're I, in. I, the Lost Wee Den, but it's huge. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah, and I would call something huge a den. <laughs> or or wee. <laughs> That's funny. And Luke, you can maybe edit this out of here later if you if you if we feel we want to. But this whole dressing up as obsidians thing, I had Pierce, I'm sorry, man. Did they just put blackface on and go to a club? (laughs) 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 Good question. (laughs) I will leave it in. (laughs) Um. That's true, because I actually don't always understand when... the, the I know what I have in my head when these things are being described, but some of it... Like, you could push this pretty extreme yeah. with what golds look like, you know, as far as, like, how gold is that hair? How red is the red's hair? Like, it could get really cartoonish really mm-hmm. quick. Well, especially and I know that when I read this, I rein things back into a er- level of believability or aesthetic quality that I can handle. Well, but, and, I mean... And we get a character later on yeah. that I, I always pictured as a very large black man. Yeah, and he's the obsidian, the obsidian raised mm. in the ice. Yeah, just, right. Yeah, you know, you know. Right, I guess they, they talk about uh, how they they gave them the, the Norse mythology. Yeah, so I guess I went. 
But does that necessarily happen? But to you know what? I, I don't know. You know, you know wouldn't, that be, wouldn't that be a great? Wouldn't that be a great like? If you're taking over a society flip. So, to, take, social to, flip. to take a oh, complete yeah, 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 social yeah. flip like that. Okay, I like that. The like reason that. I never pictured that is because early on reading Red Rising, I did an image search on Google, and somebody had made a bunch of bookmarks or something. Oh, okay, that, a bunch of fans. That were, yeah, well, it was given out at some sort of Comic-Con or something, and they showed him, and it, he was just like big and kind of blue. His skin was a weird color, like blue okay. or something. Like obsidian. <laughs> Obsi- yeah, obsidian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. But I, yeah, I always, I always picture the obsidians as having a darker skin tone. Oh, see, and it, and I didn't just because I got right, ruined. I, think, I, think I got ruined from that bookmark. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, they but do. I like that. I, I think, like I think that they flip. do though because a lot of them are like their 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 genetics have been altered to the color. Like all the red, mm-hmm. all the reds have red hair, and you know all the golds yeah. have gold hair and gold eyes. So I mean, all the obsidians could have this weird obsidian-ish colored skin. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm kind of about that. So I'm we like, go to this club, and we're walking through this club. I, in, I the lost weed den. In, lo- in in costume, <laughs> we're walking through this glo- club in costume, and as he's walking to the table, oh my God. he just kind of keeps looking up, keeps looking at this table where he's going to, going no, no. No, no it can't be. No. no, and just kicked back at this table, like smoking a burner. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> kicked back at this table, smoking a burner. There's chicks all around. Yeah, no, yeah, it's just little little bitty jackal. Yeah, hey, bro, you, you know what? Mangled stump. <laughs> With yeah. a stump. I, no. and I, I like that. I <laughs> like the fact, I like the fact yeah. that he kept the stump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, super cool. I, uh, I like it as well. Speaks to the character. <laughs> so he sits down and talks to the jackal. Right, yeah. and the jackal says that he wants to win back father's favor by mm. bringing down the sons of Ares and the sovereign. Because it should be said, the sons of Ares are really stepping it up. Lots of bombings, right? Lots of people have been being killed. So yeah, this is a real tur- thorn in the side. Mm. Well, and it's turned in, and we get the info dump here too, where the sons of Ares have turned from this, you know, rebels, this rebel culture and this this rebellion society to terrorists. Yeah, yeah, right. They're bombing right. everywhere, whether they get targets and, or not. But still you using know. the yeah. EO, still using the EO symbols along with their terrorism. Yeah, we, f- we find out that Darrow's seen some of this and has really begun to question who these people he signed up with mm. four yeah. years ago. And I like things that that things are ever everything's muddy and kind of gray here, and you're kind of even looking at Darrow like, okay, Darrow, like where, which way will you go? And I think the brilliance of the writing has been that at least for me, I have been like. With Darrow on all of this, almost feeling the same emotions as Darrow. So now almost it's like you're looking back at the Ares. The Sons of Ares now feel very alien to me. Whereas at one point I was going, yeah, join the Sons of Ares. We're going to take this thing. Now all of a sudden they feel very distant from me and I don't mm. like them anymore. Right. You know, And I think that's a brilliance of writing, that I am able to change my opinions on things uh, with the same group. And the Jackal brings up the fact that He's been dishonored. His father doesn't want anything to do with him, but he wants to get back in with his father. Oh, yeah, and by the way, I own 30% of the media in the system. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> he's, been, he's the scheming underworld businessman who pumps out the fake news. He is. So, he so, is so the, the, the jackal is Fox? Yeah. <laughs> jackal, Fox. Uh, oh! I never put it together. This is true. Oh, Pierce Brown, you witty devil, you. <laughs> And but he makes a great he makes a great societal point here, and this is totally this this Pierce this has to be you making a complete social commentary on, I think our, so. on our times here. Yes, the thirty percent I own can poison seventy percent of everything yes. else. Yes, mm. I, I agree. And in, in fact, Club actually going off of that, 
with this whole 30% and that it can poison everything, it almost was so heavy-handed, I thought, a statement that it almost pulled me out of the universe. Just a second. There was a part of me that flashed and went, whoa, Fox. I, I, I didn't, you know, like, like, like this whole media that. battle I, thing, I, I did. See, I, I did right away. See, it yeah, pulled me further in. Did it really? It pulled me further in because again, it's like it's so, this is supposed to be this is. is supposed to be yeah. this perfect yeah. society. Yeah. yeah, this is you know, golds are supposed to be the perfection of man and the builders of everything. But we we have this scheming little weasel who's like, well, I w- I went into media. Why media studies? Why because yeah. my daddy cut me off and this made me money. You know you know what it is, and this is gonna. Be, I I think this is probably just a weirdness about me, but the the thing that makes me immediately think it is news media from our time is because he throws in actual thirty percent. The fact that there's an actual percentage point given to it makes me immediately think of like, oh, I'm sitting back watching the nightly business report and I'm seeing a, a thing of, you know, how, where news media is at. And it just felt so now our real world. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying this is a bad thing. Like, I, in the, honestly, just, just for the podcast, I'm making bit. a big thing over something that really, when reading it, was not a big thing. But I'm just saying, as you're saying this, just for a second, I was like, ooh, just maybe a little bit, it was... Out there into like and making again, commentary and again, on media, and again, the, yeah, it, it, it totally is making oh, commentary definitely. on media. Yeah, but it again, it brought me further into mm-hmm. the world. It brought me further in the world because this is something real people yeah. do. Yeah, this world is getting deeper and much exactly. richer in this book. Uh, this is what you're supposed to do with the second book, and he's doing it in spades. Mm-hmm. This book is every chapter things are just and so expanding. The, so the jackal tells him, you know, I need to get back in good with my dad. I want right. to reconnect with him. Dad will love me right. if I bring down the sons of Ares. Will you help me do that? Then I'll make sure that you're protected. Right. Yeah. If you'll be the sword to my scepter. And which is conveniently chapter eight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah I like oh, that. and not just the sons of Ares, but the president of the universe here doesn't like my dad either, and I don't nice. like her, so let's bring her down. <laughs> right, right. So are we going into chapter eight, scepter and sword? Yes. Definitely. We gotta and we gotta move. There's a great moment here in chapter eight that I will not fully say until we record the next podcast because okay. there's a wonderful moment of foreshadowing on the very first page of chapter eight let us oh. know yeah. i would thank you should should, should we, we should we, we be fully yeah no no I, I i want i was going to do it anyway okay. um you know full disclosure uh you were getting my very in the moment um opinion of this book because i haven't finished it yet yeah, yeah i left i left the room and bob recorded the synopsis <laughs> <laughs> i don't want it spoiled for me <laughs> you yeah, right. you you're caught up through what we're doing for this episode. Yeah, I've finished yeah. part you just one have, and part two. Yeah, you haven't finished what we'll be doing yeah, for the next yeah. episode. So so the bombshell that is the end of this book, we can't reference right now. And I would <laughs> really love to, just because yeah. of how wonderful this foreshadowing moment is in there. And, and it's got... And uh, uh, the bar we'll scene, reference it then next episode. Someone remind me. The yeah. bar scene here did start to get a little long for me because it became yeah. machinations on politics again. I, I agree. We find out Octavia Alu who is the president of the universe. She's the sovereign. Right, right. Um, In fact, my notes on chapter eight are huge, and I'm going to skip most of them because that's exactly... I, yeah, like, I was taking either, notes. Yeah. I was going to take notes. I was taking notes, and I'm like, you know, I, I don't care. Um, but yeah, there is things you need to know here, but I agree. Some of this yeah, feels a little we, bit... Basically, loaded. we find out none of, nobody in our main party here, none of our, none of our characters who matter here like the sovereign. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, Correct. As, because, partially because she's been... She, Uses her influence to play dirty politics. Right, yes. right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. There was there was just a slight hint of prequel 
coming in. <laughs> so I, I jumped through chapter yep, eight until, to the chapter the, until yeah. the end of chapter eight. Really, there's not much that. Oh yeah, the, the, the end. The though. end of chapter this is eight. Awesome. Yes, really is this is really good. But the, the jackal tells Daryl, "Go up on auction. I'm going to buy you through a proxy. Mm-hmm. You'll be fine. I got you covered." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so that he does. He makes a deal with the devil. Right. So now here comes uh, a pink and a pink. Enters a the bar, sauntering up. Yeah. Oh crap! It's Evie. It's uh, Evie. What's going don't, on? Don't look at me! Don't look at me! Don't look at me! But I, but I love <laughs> Evie, so I'm glad to see yeah. her. Yeah, yeah. She's back. Um, but she tells Daryl that she planted a bomb in the bar to kill the jackal. Specifically the at his table. Yeah. Right. Specifically at that table when she came up there, and yep. he goes and tries to talk to her real quick. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. I haven't heard from you guys in two and a half years. Uh, uh, why, why are we terrorists now? Yeah. And we find Harmony's been looking for you. Right. Wait a minute. Not Aries and not Dancer. But I, but I like all these levels that are happening and they make so much sense. Yet, so that's why I was bringing it up. That because you, he doesn't know. That you would have the Sons of Aries kind of struggling for their goals, and then you have Daryl with his goals. Like, everybody's goals Darryl, are... Daryl in the dark, not knowing. Not knowing, yeah. and, I, and I love this, so that when he finds out what's going on, he immediately does what Evie thinks he's not going to do, rushes to save the jackal. It's such so, a... Oh, such a cool scene. Oh, it's, it's great. It it's is great. Cool. Like, I just cinematic. Saw, I, it, again, is a very cinematic I just scene. saw it slow motion, just grab boost, just launching him down the, like, center hole of the wee... wee the lost wee t- den. <laughs> lost wee den. Lost wee den. Right. Just scooping the jackal up as this like bomb goes off, disintegrates yeah. people around him, blasts out the wall, yeah. and the entire place gets like collapsed into a singularity. Yeah, yeah. Like it's nuts. Yeah, there there is there's few writers who a lot of times with sci-fi anyway that that can do uh, action. In a way that that where where you kind of see the you know mm-hmm. things very visually as a movie and and Pierce and, Brown nails it and and this is how you use grav boots this is yes a, yeah I mean but Pierce writes these grav boots great. you don't it's, use them when you go camping with your fellow starship officers or <laughs> or as weird like sky roller blades from Jupiter ascending right, right. <laughs> this no, is what no, grav no, boots no, no. are for yeah this is this, this is, is this is how you write them this is how you use them and yes you do when you go camping in Yellowstone. <laughs> Uh, because your friend might fall off the cliff rock climbing. The scene is cool, but I don't... In this moment, I don't know why he's saving the jackal. It kind of seems like he, like, reluctantly made that deal with him. And now it's like, well, he's just going to get disintegrated. I'll leave with the Sons of Ares. I I'm, I am where I need to be now. Yeah. You know, you gotta, part of it is I think Daryl is leaving all options on the table. You he's gotta, like, ooh, I've got... He, I, I feel like he's taking a dumb option, though. Because yeah, the moment... In this moment. But in this see, moment. Yeah. But see the re- I understand this because... He's leaving his options open, and he's got, what, a day and a half, two days here before he goes up on the auction block, and the right. minute he goes on the, the auction block, he becomes fodder for the Bellana family. Yeah. He becomes he becomes an open target for the Bellana family the minute somebody else buys him. Mm-hmm. Right. But he's running away with the Sons of Aries. He's not going to go up on the auction block. We don't know that. But, I, but that's, what, that's what I'm thinking. But I, but yeah, I feel right. like he's, see, he's but seeing... But what if that falls through? I think then he's, maybe the jackal can buy me and ship me to Pluto he's, so I can he's go in hiding several. and he can just fight people. I don't know. And I think he's I seeing a, be, a bigger endgame because the Sons of Ares are mired in this terroristic... We're just bombing things that have no consequence on the bigger picture. I, this, he sees he sees a better path to what he needs to do. I guess I, I, I feel like I'm just... I'm mired in all of this. It's, but it's done well. Right. Like, like and if I were Darrow, I would have been dead because I can't think like he can. Like <laughs> he's all the this box, stuff is going man. around, and, and I would have made the wrong decisions at the wrong point. And right. From right. my own thoughts here, just because 
going back to that moment where Klaub and I were kind of under-talking Samra at one point here. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that if anyone's <laughs> hearing weird sounds back there. But at the moment, it's Harmony who's looking for him from the Sons of Ares. Right. And he even goes, wait, not Dancer and not Ares? Right. Compared to those two, does he trust Harmony as much? No. No. Look at how he, what he knows about Harmony's thoughts. It's all chaos, destruction, killing things. Right. So if Ooh, I goes, like that. That actually goes, is good. I didn't think that. If he that, follows yeah. along with her in his mind right now, because he doesn't know where the other two are, mm-hmm. he's probably not going to survive to achieve his final mission. Right. Whereas if he saves the jackal, he has a chance, and he also ends up stealing a data pad off a of red so he can go back and talk to the Sons of Ares later. Right. So this way he can figure out what is this goal here, what's his goal, and going back to options all over the table. Yeah, and we'll right. see. Well, we, we see because right chapter nine, the darkness. Yeah, and this is just a point in the book where I'm. I mean, the way book one, Red Rising, was making me feel. Um, where like I I don't ever know where this is going. Right. And but it did it in a good way. And in the beginning of this book, I feel like I don't know where this is going in a bad way. Where like I feel uh, like I'm like Daryl, what the heck are you doing, dude? Yeah. But but I think in some ways for me that was its strength. Whereas Red Rising, it, even by it the was title, differently in there, I though. feel I just, Red Rising is your black and white book. Mm-hmm. Where even from the title and everything else, you know that endpoint. Mm-hmm. You know that I don't know how this is going to happen, but he is going to rise through all this, and it's very black and white. Whereas this one, I. Everything that I agree with you, Luke. Everything that's going on in the beginning of this, I I don't like. It's but chaos. in a good way. It's chaos in a good way. Like like I am, I, I'm like just heartsick over what's going on with yeah. with with Mustang. I I I don't like it yeah. because all of the decisions he's making are kind of icky and weird, and I don't like it. He's yeah. falling from grace. All of this is icky and gross, but I, I like it. That, that that's kind well, of the and it really sh- cool it, it, part of it. It sh- like we've talked about a million it, times now with Daryl is it. It shows his humanity in the fact that he's flawed. Mm-hmm. In the fact that he maybe is making a couple dumb decisions here because when, when have any of us not been flailing at some point? God, yes. Oh, God, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah, it's it humanizes him. Yeah. But I'm completely, I, I, I'm in the middle. I yeah. completely understand what you're saying, Luke, because there were times at the beginning of, especially when we got into the political machinations and we got into him talking to... Uh, the jackal here. All of a sudden, Evie shows up. He rescues him from the bomb. Then we have another political machination that yeah. goes in when Evie takes mm. him to Harmony. And I'm just like, oh, do we have a direction here? Right, right. Where, it is directionless. Where, where, it's, yeah. it's complete, he's completely directionless. Yes. I need to. F- he need. Daryl needs to fulfill his mission. He needs to do what he can to fulfill his mission. But we we have no idea what the next step is. Yeah. Here. No. This entire mm. part of the book is. M- and he's gonna Mr. Be, Messy. You're just like, yeah. I don't know. I do not know what's and going gonna on. Who's on what side? And he's yeah. going to be on what side. I don't know who's on what side anymore. There's so but many in him. some ways, that makes <laughs> it so, done. like, every chapter, yeah. I'm like, what is going, what is going to happen? I have no mm-hmm. idea where, where this is going. And, how, and can he, like how can he rise to the point where he needs to be to topple the society when he's going to be auctioned off and probably killed by the Bolanas in 24 hours? Mm-hmm. Yeah, two right. years ago, he was a minor underground who didn't even know any of this existed. There's going to be some chaos right here. But anyway, he, uh, Four years ago? Yep. Four years. Sorry, yep. four years ago. He makes his way to the hideout, question mark. I don't know. He steals a cop car. The Ares Cave? The Ares Cave. The cop car. The Ares Cave warehouse thing. I don't, uh, yep. He confronts Evie, and we get a little bit of history as to what's been going on with Mickey and the Sons of Ares. Right. He's basically enslaved. <laughs> yeah, weird. I, yeah, M- Mickey's, in, Mickey's in a dungeon somewhere. 
<laughs> Mickey did something awesome. Yeah. He carved a gold out of a red, and now he's a slave. Like, oh, crap. Right, right, right. But, I mean, uh-huh. Mickey wasn't a good guy anyway. No. That's fine. Um, and uh, they have this overarching plan of that they have all these bombs that they're going to detonate, detonate throughout mm-hmm. society on the evening of the summit, mm-hmm. right? And since Darrow is now trusted among the golds, uh, he is supposed to set up, off a bomb at the summit mm-hmm. is, is what he's supposed to do. Well, Sacrificing mm-hmm. himself, I take it that he is not supposed to get out of this. Well, and and Darrow looks at this plan and, no. That's yeah. not how this is supposed to work. Yeah. Where is Dancer? And what is Dancer we, thinking? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Harmony shows him this vi- shows him a tape of EO's death. Mm-hmm. Yes. Shows him a video of EO's death. Oh, this what, is horrible. And what she said to her sister. And this was yeah, and this was uh I think we all caught the foreshadowing in book one. We knew this but was now, now here, here's the confirmation. Yes, right. exactly. And, and, we, but and it's as heartbreaking uh, as... Well. To have to it, like watch him. It's as heartbreaking to go through this again as when it was in act one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or excuse me, in book one. Yeah, right. No, it, it, it is horrible. And in fact, I like even the chapters. It's darkness, and then we, we're segueing into chapter 10, broken. I mean, mm-hmm. and chapter 10 starts off with... Yeah, and this he is... finds out at the end of chapter 9 and then into chapter 10, him dealing with knowing that... He's broken. Know, he also he learned Dancer's dead. Yes. Dancer's right. dead. Dancer's His dead. wife was pregnant. Eo was pregnant when she got hanged. Whatever. Right. Strap that bomb on me. I'll kill them all. Yes. Yeah, right, right. I'm done. And I love this. Again, you are in Act 2. Uh, you actually, bring your character down to the pits. Yeah, actually, you know? what I have written down here, my first note for chapter 10, hell, I'm broken here too, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, right, it's it's yeah. awful. Yeah, but it's just him suffering with the loss of uh, the his grand, child. The grand plan is done. I found out that all of my dreams right. died with EO. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give me the bomb. Give me the bomb. I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to cause chaos before I go. Mm-hmm. You know, is is basically is he's just lashing out with emotion, which is very human. Again, this is very a very human moment for Daryl, uh, which I like. He's not continuing on this superhero kind of a uh, aspect that he had kind of in Red Rising, where he's a lot yeah. of times just a superhero. Mm-hmm. Here, boy, uh, does he get conflicted with mm-hmm. things? So and he, he starts to pull away from a lot of his friends. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. He goes back to the, the gala. Yeah, and he goes into basically. And this um, is the scene we did at the beginning. In the scene in the beginning, with yeah. with Roke. Yeah. Oh. And yeah. this this he saves Roke. Yeah. He saves Roke, and this is. I'm so glad we chose this as yeah. our stinger for this episode. Yeah. Because this was such a scene, and I knew as soon as he walked into the door, and as soon as he walked into Roke's door here, I knew something was going to happen. Yeah, either he was going to like spill his guts to Yeah, either he was going to finally con- right. either he was going to finally confess to his one true friend. Right. Here mm-hmm. he he was finally going to confess to Roke or maybe maybe he was going to preemptively kill Roke. I didn't yeah. know what was going to go on here. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe, you know, maybe, like I said, maybe I really was pushing towards, is this going to be confession? Is this going to be his final confession to his priest before he dies? Right, right, exactly. But then looking at, like, man, there's a lot of book left. I don't know what's going to go on. (laughs) (laughs) Are we switching characters? Yeah. Uh, But what I like... interesting, too. And so he goes in here and they have this conversation about, you know, home and life. And home is where the heart is. And home finds your light. And you, you... you will find your light, brother. Yeah. And 
Then Daryl stabs him in the neck with a syringe and knocks him. And out. and this whole <laughs> so good. This whole betrayal aspect, you know, and it, it, what's not in what what they say and what is in their heads is this whole idea of Daryl knowing that he has found a true friend in in Roke, and then knowing what he has to do to him and seeing that break on Roke's face, mm-hmm. you know, as he does that, it's it's again one of those just those gripping yeah. moments uh, in, in chapter ten where you're just like, oh my gosh! And what is even more brilliant is this now this lights a fuse, and like he, like either he's got to blow this bomb or Roke knows something's like, up. Something's up. Yeah, like this has and, and it, it is kind of like it is is like is like confession to him. Like I mean, he doesn't say it. Yeah, but like let's say he was to do it. Like, oh, Daryl came and knocked me out because he didn't want me to die when he did it. Like, he would have known. And, right. And and Pier- the way Pierce writes this, and he talks about that last moment of them making eye contact before, and he talks about Roke's eyes before yep. Roke went unconscious. And mm-hmm. I'm just, oh, yep. God, it's, it's yep. you know, it's that, it, it's the single tear running down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah, where you hope nobody walks in the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this- I, again, was in a restaurant eating dinner by myself <laughs> oh, no. reading this portion. Yep. Club, I love club, it. You gotta club, stop club, doing that you, to yourself. You have our phone number. <laughs> you can't talk to us. But I love this. I mean, this is a no going back scenario, and I love it. We'll get to it. How we have a uh, dense chapter coming up here, chapter oh, eleven, red, red. Right. This is this is right before the break in part two. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Darrow is just about to set off this bomb. Right. He goes to the summit. And I don't know if you have things you want to say before this whole last I bit. Do not it's not really a summit. It's it's the dinner party. It is yeah, a, just yeah. a giant dinner party. It is a giant political dinner party is, where everybody's right. dressed up and everybody's smiling and the Bolanas are looking at him from the side table going, we're coming for you. Yeah, and we, yeah, right, we, right, right. we even get like the whole like, you know, like families are doing this thing where like, you know, they're supposed to like share a lift up, but they are like pretending to like, oh, oh, I'm sorry, somebody's hurt over here because we want to be the first ones in, you know? It's, right, 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 the, right. You, you get like, you get the little bit of the... And uh, we have the Bolana entrance here, mm. which, again, another thing that b- broke my heart because uh-huh. he's standing there and he's he's standing there and he's trying, he's being socially awkward and he's just yeah. standing there. A couple of people have asked him where Roke is, and he's like, well, I don't know, he was in, He should be up here any time now. <laughs> said, he, said he wasn't feeling good, I don't think he's coming. <laughs> and so, yeah, and so he's sitting here like, Sipping, sipping his drink, like being socially awkward, and then the big procession of the Bellana family comes in, and he turns, and on Cassius's arm is Mustang. freaking Mustang. Okay, I don't know what this did to you, but the stuff that happens here and what Cassius says to him and everything, I was so angry, pissed in the yeah, mm-hmm. I was so ticked in all this. What Mustang uh, or what Cassius says. Says about Before Mustang and everything. Too far uh, there. Oh. No, no, pause. Ugh. Because I want to point out just quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cassius says nothing to him in this chapter. Carnus. He talks to Carnus. Oh, that's about okay. No, that's true. True. Yeah. Because later on there is going to be a wonderful moment where Cassius. Not wonderful now that I say it. <laughs> where Cassius does start saying things. That's but true. the moment true. he does I've, meet I've with, merged it he meets mind. with Carnus. Carnus. Yeah. And Carnus, you find out he really is a monster. Going back to. Well, he's just, he's over I there killed like, Julian. Yeah, that's fine. He was terrible anyway. Whoa, that's yeah, your own brother. Yeah, yeah, I didn't care. He was a wuss. He was a wuss. And like, you know, it's, and it's the dinner it's like, party. Carnus is over by a tree double fisting wine. Carnus <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is over there. the monster. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even before that, uh, but we keep getting him. Daryl runs into Antonia. 
Yeah. yeah there's, there's like this little like quick little snippet that he pours wine on the ground and just says like, I hate you quick and leave. He's super awkward. And he keeps like peeking around the bushes over at the Bolana table. Oh my God. There's Mustang. There's Mustang just giggling at the Bolana table on Cassius's arm. And I'm going to keep going back to this. You started this Karate Kid thing. This is Elizabeth Shue on Billy Zabka's arm. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh my the, god, good one. The, the quote that he says to Antonia is like, oh, she's like, oh, didn't you miss me? He's like, a man can never miss chlamydia. And he pulls <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Darrow. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's super cool. I he, forgot about that. Yes. Right. Neil just pointed out, yeah. Because so I had good. it written down on my so notes good. there. But you oh, know what? Oh. You know what I love? It, as again, Pierce is setting up this drum beat in your head where you have come to love a lot of these golds but care. now with now with this chapter you don't care anymore yeah. and you're Light you, almost, you almost hear that drum beat in your in your ears you're like pull that pin you pull that pin you have lost mustang you know mustang's just arrived on cassius's arm you know like like i now hate you all pull, do it daryl kill them all and he has and, this and it's almost like that drum beat stops and eo comes through Right, and what I again, yeah, I love he, it he, is he runs is, he runs away from the party, and he's having this breakdown moment that is written so well, and like uh, almost these like staccato sentences down the page. Yes, yeah. and like yes. I don't know. We've all been teenage boys and in love, and I feel <laughs> yeah. like I've been there. Yes, that's exactly what just, he taps into. You leave that the emotion? party, and you're off on your own. And you're just having this freaking breakdown. You're like, yeah. I'm gonna, and he's he's like he. This is like he pulls the ring out and he's ready. He's like he just yeah yeah yeah. And he just he just can't say break the chains to blow the bomb. <laughs> yeah right. Oh, this is so. It cool. is so good, so good. Uh, because again, then, I feel like in a lot of ways, Daryl, I think as a reader, you feel exactly what Daryl feels. Yeah. Uh, you go through the emotions with him, which is just amazing to me. Uh, I haven't had a book you do this to me. Mm. You know? Ooh. Ooh, what are you doing <laughs> to me? I'm, <laughs> I'm climaxing as the book is climaxing. I'm, <laughs> no. I'm going to I'm, I'm going to point something out here, and this is oh, just why are you ruining no, this fine, moment? No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We ground us. Ground us. Ground us. Because yeah, we're floating like bubbleheads. We are at a we are at a large gala. Yeah, the president of the universe is going to show up here pretty soon. Yeah, she's going to be here. We have the you know we have all these major families. We have all these senators and lords of <laughs> moons and lords of planets and everything else. Why is there no secret service? Here? <laughs> oh no, there is because they can't bring their grab boots. They can't bring their greys. But he walked in with a bomb. Disguised as a necklace. It was one of Mickey's crazy inventions. It's a MacGuffin. I'm giving them this MacGuffin. But, but, but I feel that in a society like <laughs> I this, agree. in a technologically advanced society like this, it should be there should have been a screening process somewhere. I want yep. there should have been more like you know sneaking I, in, I, sneaking it in through the back and uh, with the caterer table or something like that because I there's no metal. I, I chopped it up to Mickey being. A I, I was I was gonna say sometimes Mickey you can made it. you can go with two threads. You can go with a logic or, or the emotional thread. And with this one, I feel like the trajectory of the emotion, the through line of that has been so strong. But it is, that at it this is point, I'm forgetting club. logic and it's true yeah. club. In a, a society this high tech, yeah, there should have been some sort of screening process. We should have been let in on the how are you going to sneak this past. Yeah, as as, but I didn't care. Yeah. Like this yeah, was the MacGuffin there, I'm giving. There's it. radio waves. There's obviously some radio waves that are coming from the bomb There's to something. his detonator. Yeah, shouldn't something be? Shouldn't there be something in? Especially in a future society that's this advanced, where they can carve. And, yeah, I agree. and how paranoid Octavia Alun is. 
True. Yeah. Very yeah. True. She, yeah I, she I, I guess we, we don't know that at this point, but yeah, later on, like in retrospect, like, oh yeah, wait, she's like some paranoid old bat. Why is well, she? Well, if you're the, if you're the yeah. sovereign of the universe yeah. and you have all of these golds mm-hmm. running around who want to take your position, I feel you would be more paranoid. This is, yeah. Like, but like I said, that is my th- that is my one thing here. Right. Right. That is right. my and it, it's one a very good thing. Point. It's a very good. I think point. it's a good point. Yeah. And it this this just again uh, Pierce Brown with these very like powerful closing words. Where Daryl realizes what he needs to do now after what he thinks of EO and what she would want, and this isn't it. This isn't this isn't it. Right. And then it just ends on civil war. Period. End of part one. Oh my god. Like, yeah. Mind blown. I'm like, well, wait, 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 wait. wait, 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 wait what, what is he gonna do? Like, wait, is he gonna, is, is he gonna pit Iron Man against Captain America? How's he gonna do that? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that, that closes out on kind of. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that, that, that closes us out on part wow. one here. Any closing statements on part one before we... Uh, no. Uh, just what an emotional roller coaster. No, wow. And a great way to... And he, oh, it's Pierce breaks it. started, boy. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we do fanboy a little bit, but Pierce does his breaks great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We started off the first book. Every break was a death. Yes. We get Quarter here... Book. Yeah, quote unquote. Yeah. But every break, every break was quote was a death unquote, into a new consciousness. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah, Darryl, yeah. A, a death for Daryl. And so yes. now we've now we've gone further, and now we've established Daryl's more of an adult, yeah. and Daryl's going through all these machinations, and we've gotten to this such a low point where right. he's like, "Screw it, I'm going to pull the trigger. I'm mm-hmm. going to I'm going to I'm going to blow everything up." And he comes up with this new idea, which we don't know what his new idea yet is yet, but he comes up with this new idea. And he ends it here right before, right before shooting out of the birth canal after the death, <laughs> uh, to where, oh crap! Now I got to start part two. Right? You know, it's yeah. it's like it's 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 three thirty in the morning. Yeah. I've just finished part one. <laughs> I need to go to bed for work in the morning, yeah. but I can't civil leave war. it here. What do you mean civil war? Every, Fine, I'll keep yeah. reading. Every part is a day crescendo. It yeah. starts high, narrows down to a no. nothing. You know, just mm-hmm. the low point. Yeah. All right, so it's on to part two, break. Chevish. Or did you did you say brack? <laughs> no, 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 not, not even. It's not an argument like the first one. <laughs> All right, uh, chapter twelve, blood for blood. Yeah. Ooh. Oh man. So we have. I mean, we've reached kind of this climactic moment. What is Daryl going to do when mm-hmm. he walks back in? Oh man! Decides to challenge Cassius because I've been reading a scene, walking on tables. Oh, and yeah. I love this! I love uh, this. Just jumps up on the buff- just jumps up on the table, starts walking through, kicking plates. Come at me! Yeah, because I'm going. Okay, Civil War, great. How are you gonna do this? Right? And I, I love I love this. Okay, so you're walking on tables and you're making a fool of yourself. Yeah. How is this leading to what Civil War? Doing? It, it is. I, I don't get it, but I like it. Yeah, I like it. It's great, but yeah, in the back of my mind, I'm kind of going, what is your plan here for Civil War? What's going on? You're going to fight Cassius? Dude, you're going to die. Yeah, and you're just getting petty over Mustang. I'm like, again, Civil War, how is this going to lead to it? cool. walks up to him on on the table, dumps wine into his lap. That's so cool. But at the same time, the base part of me, that's exactly what I wanted. Oh, exactly. Exactly. This is exactly what I want. For sure. Yeah. So Darrow uh, has this trick up his sleeve. He has been training with Lorne uh, Akros. And I have a problem. Oh. Oh. Okay. I have a huge issue with this. Okay. He's been training with Lorne since he got out of the academy. And later, right. we, and later we find out he's been training early morning before the sun comes up. Right. Going back to Klob's thing in the last chapter. Okay. Darrow's kind of an enemy of all these places. 
wouldn't they have had spies watching him? Because Lorne is a big deal. Lorne is a big deal. And at the point where um, Darrow starts training with Lorne, Lorne is still a member of the Olympic Knights at this time. Right. And right. I have... It's like not you're, that, you're not, training Kung Fu with You're Jackie training Chan. with this person <laughs> oh. who is world famous. <laughs> right. People know that he doesn't take any students yet. He took you for some reason. Right. And no one notices this? Yeah, for. Well. And again, going back to Institute to Academy, how much time is that? Two years. But is it two exactly? When did he first get into the academy? Right after, right, pretty much right after he came out. Yeah, all, all, they, out. all they say is two years, so I assume it is like almost two exactly. So would it be? But now going back to it, space travel mm-hmm. is that? How fast are we talking for? That? I don't know because that we but the academies whole, at the moon. Remember, yeah. And but before when they go back to it, because they still have the whole space battles elsewhere. Well, and we'll find out. Lauren right now is on Ganymede. Right. And. Right. My issue here... How fast is space travel? I guess right. I don't know. I don't know in so, this universe. With this whole thing, he's been training between Institute and Academy. Let's say it is two years. Mm-hmm. So two years of training with Lorne is yep. the same as 15 plus years of constant training. How long How long did Luke spend on Dagobah? <laughs> don't even... <laughs> no, no, no. We won't, we won't cover three days. Because it's true. It's true. I, I, and, I, did, I took that like just as a merit to... Um, Lorne's ability. And he's that good that he could... Yeah, because Cassius has never trained under mm-hmm. Lorne, right? So Lorne's uh, ways are just that much better. And at the same time, this is just that training montage in some ways. Like, you, you yeah, he's been training, whatever. Again, giving mm-hmm. him a, a MacGuffin or... But, but again, it just goes to the whole timing things we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. This seems way too... Fast amount of time. Look at currently MMA fighters as an example. Mm-hmm. Okay, I picked I picked up jujitsu two years ago. I am ready to take you down. Mm. I know obsidians versus. But I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know, though, I don't that, know. That, that, uh, that plays out that way. Though. I, do, I, I don't. I don't agree that just because you've learned something for the last fifteen years, somebody else can't pick I do, up it, it is, in, it is in, in a few months and, and, and learn it and, and beat you. I think it's talked about I here too, like the uh, the cravat versus the what the breaking willow yeah, fighting whatever. styles. It's you know, the style where it's always like you know. Um, Cassius is so good because, you know, Cravat is usually just six steps, recoil, right. learn, go back. Right. But what Cassius does is he always goes to, like, seven, and it, like, screws everybody up. It's, it's, mm. it's, I don't know if it's seven, but it's more it's than seven. six. Yep. It's right. seven. Um, yep. but, then, but then Darrow just, like, switches fighting stances and then starts Throws playing this, this more of this, like, fluid. There are no breaks in yep. it. So he knows, like, okay, either six, seven, he's going to stop, and I'm just going to sidestep around him and take him down. Right, right. Yeah, I never gave it a thought. But it yeah. still just and goes back to the whole... It is a good point, though, Neil. And yeah, going back to that whole, how does no one realize he's been training? I don't how know How can that. it be that secretive? I mean, they, look maybe, back... Maybe Roke knows, I don't know. <laughs> well, well, yeah. well, we don't know what Roke knows right now, because he's sleeping somewhere. <laughs> he doesn't feel good. And there's always downtime, and you go you go into this. You mentioned the seven steps, and what is uh, um, what is breaking willow? Breaking willow is nine yeah, or whatever or something it is. like that. Yeah, something like that mm-hmm. where there's the extra steps, and the descriptions here are so great. And I have to think mm-hmm. that Pierce Brown is going again. I mentioned this in Red Rising, back to the Capiera, that the, that the Brazilian mm-hmm. dance fighting, because mm-hmm. yeah. the way he describes those motions and the fluid, and like you said, all of a sudden, you know, Daryl's fighting him. Now, mm-hmm. and but that that twist though it Holy becomes yeah. it becomes this it it I'll reference the Princess Bride again. <laughs> okay. It becomes the 
I don't. <laughs> but I'm not left-handed. Just I, don't, I don't believe that you're going to go reference the Princess Bride. But it's we've been referencing it this whole time. This is Karate Kid. Like he's learned, he he is. But this scene, no, I, I, no this he's scene, totally right. Like I'm not left-handed. No, it's, 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 yeah, it's yeah, the whole no, fight on the no, cliff of. But I'm not left-handed. And yeah. He throws the sword. Oh, I'm not. Le- you know, and oh crap! What the hell? What the right. heck's going on? But here? this whole fighting style issue. I mean, this to me is all all just Karate Kid. I wouldn't even go to Capoeira or whatever. It's 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 it's, it's those the, the description of those dance yeah, moves. Yeah, and to me, it, it's just this is this mm. is like kung fu movies where what, school versus school, and he has just learned the superior art. You know, it's it's just the it's just the it better art. Just still keeps coming back to Claude bringing up the stupid Secret Service the last one, which yeah. I hadn't yeah. thought of until he said it. <laughs> And now how kneels on this war path. How <laughs> does no one know? I don't know, but I give it to and him. And where would he? Where is he going to train with him? Is he training with him on? But I, but I'm I actually I, I'm okay with us not knowing because I think going back to all those details would have taken me out of this. This already True. took me out of it though. There's my problem. And see, I get out. It takes me out. Only my second read through though. First read through, I didn't even care. Oh, yeah. second read through. Now it's like, wait. Now you're getting because now I had to think about and I understand. lens. I understand what you're saying, Neil. <laughs> this is when you go back and go, wait, wait, wait. How long was wait a second? <laughs> <laughs> this is that moment. Yeah. yeah. And for me, yeah. a lot of those questions were answered in what we'll talk about in yeah. the next podcast. Um, when we actually talk about when we actually meet Lauren, yeah, yeah, we yeah, actually yeah, yeah. go through that. Yeah, and a lot of the, a lot of those questions were answered were answered for right, me there. Right. So yeah. anyway, let's get into how does this lead to civil war? So this um, this yeah, fight yeah. goes down, and he ends up cutting off Cassius's arm, mm-hmm. which uh, brutal. I love this. Yeah, super cool. The uh, the sovereign stops the fight. Right, he is going to kill Cassius. Yeah, yeah he. I want him to uh, kill the, Cassius. The blood feud. This is what is owed to him. Right, um, and, and it's because of, like, well, I guess the Bellinas the whole time are like always like trying to like go out on the field, but the, the dad is like, no, no, we're not doing this. Yeah, honor, honor, the, honor. But then the the mom breaks, looks to the sovereign, and she stops the fight like yes. right before he's about to. Yes. Um, and so and then, then Darrow has trail. Yeah, so Darrow has this whole like, hey, the laws of society can't be changed, right? Like mm-hmm. we're in this blood feud, and she kind of changes it on the fly, and then it's like the light bulb goes off. Oh, this is how you're mm-hmm. doing the civil war. You're questioning the sovereign and saying, oh, the sovereign is making rules up, mm-hmm. you well, know, as she goes we, along. Yeah, and the sovereign's making rules up as she goes along here, and we have this betrayal after the arm is cut off, and kind of Daryl's kind of going for that final blow, and Tactus Mm-hmm. Ends up being the one who ends up being uh, the one that stops. He, one of his own men stops him, right. which again, going harkening back to the last podcast, I talked. I talked about the fact that yes, Tactus was right. Tactus jumped on his coattails after the whole whipping thing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. but Tactus did it for Tactus. Right. Tactus is Tactus thinks he sees how this is going to go. He thinks he sees he's on the losing side, so he jumps up. He jumps up and tries to defend the winning side here because, well, I'm in this for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Which he will always mm-hmm. kind of, he's, mm-hmm. he's that character. Yeah. You know? But this uh, chaos ensues, uh, Bellinas versus Augustine's with the... Every uh, other family. Tele- in the tele- tele- every family's taking on their sides. sides. Yeah. Right. Uh, there's all this chaos going on. Uh, just a couple like little, little pieces that I pulled out of there that I really liked. Um, all of Darrow's howlers start howling. Yeah. Who are, who are there, anyway? All, all of his howlers right. were there. Like, hey, there's, there's howling going on in the crowd. Antonia gets punched in the face. <laughs> like, I love that. It's so good. Um, towards the end, they're, they're starting to escape, um, and Leto gets killed. Right. Because... And I, I liked Leto. 
Actually, I guess I, I didn't have a problem with him. Like, I, I don't like. Didn't I, didn't, I didn't like Pliny. He was uh, just kind of there. Yeah, he, was, he was just a guy who was on the wrong, like right. on the opposite yeah, side of Daryl. But he was yeah. a good guy. Now, now, was he Leto was is, Le, is Leto meant to be Jared? A no. Gus, a, no. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who was the Joker. Oh, okay. Is Leto meant to be Augustus's actual son? No, he's not. He's like he looks. His replacement son. Replacement. His replacement son. And so that's, you know, Pliny knows that he can, if he can figure out how to get Daryl out of the way here, he can let Leto be Augustus's heir. That way Pliny has the, can be constantly in his ear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But I really felt, I really felt for Leto here because of the fact that Leto just kind of seemed like a, he kind of seemed like an okay guy yeah, who just right. kind of got caught up in all the political. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. And he, got, he, yeah. he, he was trying to do stuff. He was trying to make the best decisions for himself and for, you know, the family in here. He's just wasn't quite bright enough to realize how he was being manipulated. Right, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, the uh, Leto, Leto he, gets killed by Carnus because Jackal hits him with a, like this dart that kind of like uh, slows him down, <laughs> and this this chapter closes out with the line, "I've made a deal with the devil," which which, yeah. was, which was a great mm. thing because Jackal, the true heir, yeah, you know, mm. to Augustus, Augustus's actual son, just eliminated his competition. Yeah, <laughs> no. right, right. Ooh, I, I like this. So we're into and nobody thir- knows chapter yeah, thirteen, <laughs> Mad Dogs. Darrow and company flee with Augustus yes. and the Praetor. They try to make their way to the ship. Yeah. Uh, there's a little cameo from Lilith. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh. Talk of other families. A death squad well, reigns from above after they finally make their way to the um, hangar. Right, right. Yeah. And they're, they're confronted and re- by these obsidian Praetorians yeah, and a rage knight. The, uh, the ship is gone. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's running, it's running back to your car in the parking lot after the fight and realizing your car's gone. <laughs> it's <laughs> just oh one God. more. Grabbing the attendant. the wheel. Grabbing the attendant. Where's my car? Oh, the president had me move all the cars two hours ago. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> oh, crap. Right? What's coming yeah. from above? Which, which does speak to the fact of how kind of keyed in Octa- Octavia is mm-hmm. to... We talked about the, the Secret Service thing and protecting herself. Get the feeling that she kind of she probably didn't need to be protected. She kind of yeah. had a plan. She yeah. she she kind of thought something was going to happen here, so she kind of made sure she had the only escape. I, I took it the other. I think I think she she had a plan. Like she she was going to kill them mm-hmm. there at this point. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because she's because the Bolanas and her are both going for the same. Yeah. Yep. Same um, idea. And the other part, going back to the cameo, as you said, Alila, <laughs> they're actually wiping out children, mm-hmm. right. and it's full. It's almost oh, yeah, it's okay. Full. Here's the whole family. Okay, we're gonna try to cut the whole family, mm-hmm. right. every single one who is our enemy. So then, well, it of course, because you don't want to, you yep. don't want to leave anybody who can grow up and seek revenge. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and that, yeah. That, I think yeah. that's even which like, is brutal. Yeah, very, very <laughs> yes. brutal. But yeah. that's yeah. Kill, the, kill them and now or fight them years later. Correct. Mm-hmm. Which is brutal and Roman. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was something that that was something that the Ro- yep. you know the Roman time the Roman patriarchs did to yep. eliminate the yes. families. Yep. You don't leave anybody who can grow up and come seek revenge. Yeah. Right, exactly. Who, who are barbarians? Non-Romans, said the Romans. <laughs> <laughs> no. nice. uh, so yeah, ninety-nine obsidians rained down in pairs of threes, along with a knight. Olympic knight. Yes. The Rage Knight. A Rage Knight. I love Gory this. Gory damn, it's Fitchner. It's Fitchner, <laughs> yes. God, 
Fitchner. <laughs> who what what once we get the, once we get the reveal that it's Fitchner uh, as the Rage Knight, Luke. Yeah, I, I just I don't know for some reason I just I couldn't like not picture like Rip Torn in like <laughs> <laughs> with a pot belly and this armor that doesn't really fit him. You know, you know what? I, what? Same thing. I got the same thing. Yeah, yeah. What, what, you, what, what you, you, you you can dodge an iron blade, you can dodge a razor. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Uh, torn? I don't know why, like, it's in my head, like, I just like this, like... See, and I, I, and I constantly see him as old Kurt Russell. So well, that's, yeah, that's that, what that I always see. But, but the same thing with a pot belly. Yeah, he's uh, written so well. I mean, the, this But constant... I believe, do, don't they describe him as being kind of thin? Uh, in his in his armor, but it doesn't matter. Sometimes when an author writes, it's whatever I want to see. Yeah, yeah, and no. I see him as a as a pot. I, I guess yeah, just some older uh, some older I like guy. Always go, I, I boil, I boil. Like I don't yeah. know, like, he has a pot belly in my head. <laughs> right, right, right. With his helmet, that's kind of like squeezing his cheeks just a little bit too much. <laughs> For sure. For <laughs> well, sure. he's just got this bubble and stuff. No, I think that's no. I my know, image is like a clob of him. What? From the last episode? Oh, you from our last one because he was. The one who was ah. doing the training, he's the one who, oh, yeah, Padawan, I've been there. Yeah, he's sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I keep having. Now I can't picture Clob as him anymore. Well, now I got ripped Clob is stuck too in my young. Head. Clob is too young. Nah, well, they said he was mid 30s to 40s. Okay. Fitchner is? Yeah. Boy, have I been Did wrong you? on yeah. my visualizations. I am. Well, now I'm second guessing everything I thought. I didn't think I've he always was been picturing him in his fifties. I yeah, but I guess him I, maybe forties. But I never because they always talked about him as kind of. A, I've always pictured this old, worn out Proctor. Well, mm. my thinking is okay. If I go back to and now he's several, as me. Ding it! I go back to several <laughs> being eighteen. Okay. Yeah, him at and the start of the it, age, and yeah. okay, when did uh, Fitchner have his kids? And just working my way mm. through that way. I don't see him as being that 50. Oh, like so you're I said, just basing it off of the fact that he's got going, Severo as his Severo kid. at 18, I'm going timeline. And again, going back to my well, mental picture. Well, every old Hollywood star who's 80 and has a three-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> again, just going back to my mental picture. I love how my mental picture of Klob gets shot down <laughs> within seconds here, yet everyone else, nope. I prefer mine of old. Kurt I prefer Russell. mine of Klob because of just the ways and mannerisms that I've seen over the past years knowing Klob. <laughs> I am sorry that I picture Cloud as a strong character. And this is why he has some great moments. Long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but they're free. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody douche. settle down. You've made some trouble for me. I want to go back to my room. <laughs> See what I mean? And that's how he does. True, 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 true. Well, oh. and I have, I, I love the descriptions of the, of the yep. knight uniform, or the knight armor. Yeah, I do Because too. I have this great picture in my head and I do I I'd like to think Pierce was going for this. Yeah. But I don't know if he is of this weird combination of the old uh Stargate armor. Oh yeah. With okay. Iron Man with you yep. know Knights of the Round Table I, armor. I do the exact same thing. Where yes. where it's you know the the full on knight uniform but it's got grav boots and it's got the like and it's got the uh, folding the, back helmet. The Stargate yep. folding back, like Stargate. <laughs> yeah, definitely Stargate oh, elements. Yes, mm. yes especially yes. when a certain other friend comes back in yes. later on. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. There's and what just at the end of the chapter, like uh, what Augustus is lipping off, the jackal's lipping off, and he just takes him down with a pulse fist. Yeah. Just, I love like just, I like, love like, pulse fist. What, one I shot, know. one one kill, just kunk and they're just on the ground. Right. Yeah. So we're on to chapter fourteen, the sovereign, uh, and Darrow is taken before the sovereign. 
Yes. Um, where he's asked to defend why he attacked Cassius. Yes. And this was a cool scene. For I like me. This, this became like this. this became a slow scene after all the action, all the action, all so, the action. And it's needed. I think it's yep, needed. Yep. Yep. It brought mm-hmm. it brought the tempo down. Yep. And she brings this box up in front of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, her eight-year-old grandson is there, Lysander. Yes. Lysander. Um, yeah. As and is Aya. Aya, yeah. Who was Lorne's yeah. former uh, last student as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the the, the Sovereign yeah. and her furries. I mean, furies. I kept writing, I kept reading furries. <laughs> and it was That's a whole other book. That's no, a different I know. I kept tra- it was driving me nuts. I'm like, you know it's not furries. There would not be furries here. But I kept well, there could be. Furries, I mean, furries. With the furries, they probably furies. would be. Yeah. Um, oh man! Um, yeah, but I, I just, but I like this again. Aya is kind of setting up again that kind of whole kung fu mentality. Where immediately when we meet her and oh, she's she's been under Lauren as well. Well, her and Darrow are gonna fight at some yeah. point. School ver- school, school two versus two school two versus kids science. of the same school are gonna have to yeah, fight. Who's the top? Yeah, yeah. Who, yeah who's yeah, the yeah. top? Right. Uh, the this one finished the training, or the one who did not. So, uh, so the the pro- the sovereign is going to say she values truth, and she pulls out this box, right? Yeah, and it kind of closes out with him like just Daryl freaking out about what's in what the box. is inside the box. The winner of this game gets whatever they want from the other. Yeah, yep. yeah. You know, in all in all honesty, I feel there's a chapter break here that's not necessary. If there's like, I'm gonna be, oh, yeah. I'm gonna be, su- I'm gonna be one, super yeah. nitpicky here, where it's trying to be like. Like cliffhanger, like he looks in the box, <gasps> you know, and I'm going, oh, what's in the box? Oh, it's a couple of worms. Yeah, so, again, no, again, I'm, again, I'm, I'm in college is, watching Netflix here, again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, this is this is this is Dune with the Benny Gesserit. <laughs> yeah, well, and this is this yeah. is like Luke said, this is Netflix or you know the dying thing that is network TV. Um, <laughs> of I still watch All in the Family. Uh, well, yes. <laughs> But this is this is, this is the cliffhanger moment where you end the episode, where you yeah. end that episode. Tune in next week to find out what's in the box. Right, right. Yeah. But I, I just felt it was unnecessary because it was a sh- kind of a shorter chapter. I felt it could just. But keep what it, going. it was a very short chapter. It could just keep flowing. I, I didn't know what mm-hmm. what this what, was about. What, what a cool idea with the honesty vipers. I like yeah. the honesty vipers, but honestly, I again Benny Jesuit. I just felt it was from Dune where they had to place the hand inside the box and it, you know. Live up to how, how how much pain you go through, uh, but I thought it was very cool. I really liked this. I do like how it was. And it sets up a cool game between yeah. the and two of them. Truth game. It well, it took me a minute because I kept trying to look at this, going, "Are they pit vipers? They are. They're, oh. they're, they were bred. They were bred with a pit viper. They were bred yeah. with yeah. a. Pit but but that, that's what I thought. They've been but, but, but does that but does that mean that? Since Darrow's been bit by the pit vipers and he has some immunity from that, from being a red in the mines, was he going to be able? I didn't think of that because he he kind of half distorts in some ways the truth during yeah. this. And yeah, is he immune to yeah, that? So That's brilliant. Because, yeah. because that was something that the Reds did to a lot of their kids is they had them bit by yeah. vipers mm-hmm. so that they would have some immunity. To go I away. like that. That's good. Yeah, it's a good catch. Yeah, I didn't catch that That's at all. But yeah, I wonder. I yeah, wonder. they are. They're and, what? They're. Pit Viper, Scorpion, Scorpion and, and Centipede, yeah. Centipede, yeah, just which so, just that paints ew. that paints one heck ew. of a picture, <laughs> yeah, and then wrapped around your arm, yeah. just I yeah, I don't, I, I don't really do like, like it. how they're actually referenced that it, they were created on Earth. Mm. Oh, yes. They're created in a yes, Himalayan yes. laboratory. So I'm sitting there wondering, is that all there is now? Is just creating these monstrosities down on there? Earth? I, yeah, but actually, that, that, that even brings up like something kind of cool, like you know. Um, mm. Like maybe the only thing left on Earth is like high elevation societies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And is there a way to the ice caps it, melted, it's all just flooded. Yeah. Is there a way to beat this test? Can you be strong enough to, you know, 
to hold your pulse down or to beat this test or what is it? Skyfall at the beginning of Skyfall. Ooh, we were Skyfall, yeah. Where you have drunk yeah, James yeah. Bond taking drinks with a scorpion on his wrist. <laughs> oh, yeah. the guy. oh, I like that. I like right, that. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, cha- uh, very quickly into Chapter 15, Truth, we know what these things are. Um, they start asking each other questions. You yeah. win the game by making the other person lie. Right. Um, and it's open. You can ask anything. Nothing. They're Everything's asking each other anything. anything. I do I do yeah. like the um, the explanation of, like, well, he's he's asking this because of this. Yeah. He's trying not to, like, okay, let's not ask too many tactical questions because that's right. going to be a red flag. But all, all of this ends um, up, I mean, uh, there's a lot of cool things that happen here, but all, in the end, mm-hmm. Darrow asks the, if the Sovereign... It, it, I want to go back. I want to rewind. It must I, I need to say it at least once an say episode. It, it's it. not required. Say it. Before he gets to his final question, who comes back into the room? Mustang. Mustang. Yeah, and she's all sassy. Here. And she is she pissed is. off. She's all sassy. Because, <laughs> well, when we find this out, we find out that one of the reasons she was on Cassius's arm was because of the fact that she is in with the Sovereign right now. Yeah. Right, yep. And she's pissed off about how, during this whole thing, two families are now completely wiped out, which we just referenced mm-hmm. in that last chapter. There's right. hundreds dead, all this. Some had no reason. And then it gets to the question that... It does. Right. And it's, it Mustang comes in, and it's, it's Daryl with his like a little mm-hmm. like inner monologue, and he remembers something Karnas said yep. right. about the sixth course... At the gala, yep. mm. and he asked the question, "Were you going to kill the Augustans yeah. during the sixth course?" And the creature's tail strikes the sovereign. Yeah, chapter ends. Right again, again with that Netflix chapter ending. Yeah, but this I think is an appropriate place for it for it to end. It was it, it was really good, and and this is key because Mustang is present for this. Mm-hmm. Yes, and this so is going to yeah. I want to make sure we establish. Oh yeah, yeah that, that's good yeah. catch, Neil. So Mustang I'm, is the Arch Governor's daughter. Right, yeah. and yeah. so but this is going to flip her allegiances. Yeah, but she's been in, you know, the service of the sovereign. Right, trying, trying, and now you find out the so- trying to save her family, yeah, or trying protect her, her family, family, or thinking she was protecting her family, yeah. and you get the feeling here that the sovereign lied to her and went, well, yeah, as long as you work for me, your and family's going to be okay. The sovereign gets, you know, yeah. gets stung, goes has down, to, has to reveal it in front, and of we have well, almost stung. well, just just kidding, Fishner saves her, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. The, with it's coming and he's yeah, which which needs to happen. I mean, it's not really a gimme that has to happen because yeah. the sovereign's not going to help up to this game. I and, guess I was waiting for like you know her oracle to not be poisonous or something. Oh, oh yeah, 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 like yeah. I was thinking like the yeah. game's rigged. I've spent my entire life building up a. Immunity yeah, to I Viper powder. I got to Iokin powder. Yeah. Princess Bride. <laughs> Mark another one down. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I'm okay with it. But and then um, we start going through and so so Mustang is not happy about this. Sorry. No, no, no. no it's go fine. ahead. Go ahead. Take it. Yeah. So, it. It's fine. So yeah, must Mustang loses her crap. She about flips this. her crap. Yeah. Right. And and yells at the sovereign, mm. saying, saying that she promised that they wouldn't be hurt. Right, mm. so betrayal, and and th- I like this because now Mustang is going to be flipping to Darrow's side, right? But but we find out as we go through here mm-hmm. that there's been plans in the work that that Darrow doesn't know about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because boom, who uh, who shows up on the scene now? Oh, where are you skipping? Whoa, oh, sorry, hang on. Yeah, where are you skipping? So, so hang on. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you just jumped to 17 sorry. and stuff, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, but the uh, last part before we jump to the person who's jumping ahead, because in 16, there was a moment where 
I completely missed this the first time I read through. Uh, Mustang takes out a gold ring. She starts playing around well, with it. Da, 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 da. I'm like, I don't care what a stupid yeah, ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Later, right. we're gonna find out it actually just, means something. Yeah, yeah. But I just the, learned like, like you know, yeah. even like little things like that with with Pierce Brown, like everything you've got to mean something. Yeah, because yeah. then at the end of sixteen, there's this really nice moment I like where she's talking about how, well, Dad used to we used to ride through forests together. We used to do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. He's dead. I don't care what you do to the new one. So yeah. she tells the sovereign she doesn't care what happens to her dad. Right, right. She doesn't care. She Which, doesn't. But then we find out there's a lot of things behind the scenes in Club. I know you love this moment because you tried to jump ahead to it. Well, there, there is, um, <laughs> we, we get a little bit, um, the sun set off the bombs anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they talk about how the media is not allowed to report on this. Um, mm-hmm. What is it? Daryl just, does Daryl just gets up and leaves. And there's this, like, she's still trying to, like, convince Daryl, like, okay, you beat me, you can... Like be with, you can come to my side still. He's like, I'm going to my room and I don't even care. Um, <laughs> and so now jump to 17. Mm-hmm. What the storm brings? Uh, he's in his new living quarters. There's mm-hmm. a pink in there laying around waiting for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he he wants none of that. Yeah. Right? Um, and I do. I I have right there. That that's where I have my my prediction written down. You have a prediction. I have Ooh. a prediction written down. We'll come back to it. Uh, whether or not it's true or not. Like my prediction when? on the twist to, on the, at the end of this, this, this book. Okay, oh. it's, it's written here. It's, it's here. Well, you can uh, say it. You can say it. No, because your guys's faces will tell me whether or not it's true. And Hang on, I won't. I won't. We no, won't look. No, no, no. no, 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 no darn it. Okay. No, no, no. So, we'll just we'll, wait. We'll, we'll no, wait, wait, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We missed like a whole thing here. No, we, no, we no, just no, no. we haven't gotten to it yet. We just haven't gotten to the thing yet. I'm just talking about things have clicked in my head, and I think I know what's going on. What's going on? Okay, but yeah, we will. Because it was at chapter 17 in this book where I got the idea. And Clob, there's something that the storm brings. What specifically does the storm bring back into Daryl's life? Well, several Batmans is way back. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Batmans, but it's this really cool, like, um, uh, another pink comes in, hands him a hollow cube, and, like, escorts the other pink out, and it's Mustang's face, and just says, get down. Yeah, so like so yeah. so Hollywood, but like in the best. It is way. it is yeah. very Hollywood, but in the best. And then yeah, you're right. <laughs> the, yeah. the windows and break. And he open. comes, and several. Here he comes up. back from Pluto, and several shows up. He's no he's no longer in the wolf cloak anymore, but he's got the he's got the wolf armor. Oh, he's got yeah. he has the pelt. He's oh, still yeah. He has yeah. got both. He's oh, yeah. yeah. He's still got the gold, yeah. but he's got he's got the headpiece. His his armored headpiece, which mm-hmm. again going right. back to you know Stargate and Iron Man and everything, is this big like foldable wolf head yeah. that comes out over. And you you know what? I'm thinking the nerd in me is going, oh, when they make these in movies, uh, into movies, I'll have one figure from Red Rising, and I'll have the really cool figure, action <laughs> yes. figure of him from Golden Sun. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I know this is uh, one of my favorite chapters of this book right here. Mm. This is this is nuts. <laughs> like, I mean, it's, right. uh, this is this is the book like picking up like it's less of the it's chaos, but it's less of the like unknowing chaos from before. But it it, it is it's true. To this trilogy, where in the first book, like we're like, okay, he's in a mine underground, uh, and they're ter- trying to terraform Mars. Just kidding, Mars is terraformed. Where the story is taking these curves, and I never yeah. know where the heck it's gonna go. Right. And finally, but I think maybe it's just because like finally it's a curve, and like Severo's back. It's a good curve. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and it's yeah. not only Severo. It's Severo and oh, the Howlers. Right, 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 right. Well, most of the Howlers. Well, are back, most yeah. of the Howlers. The Howlers but, with well, names. And the Howlers how- with names are back. I yes. think I think what works a lot of times about what Pierce Brown does in his writing is these twists and turns make sense. A lot of times in books, you have twists and turns that come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, like 
an attack will happen from a character you've never even heard of that pushes the plot and somewhere. All of this is happening very organically. It feels like, yeah, okay, this is what should be. When we find out why Severo comes or well, and, who's and, called him, that it makes yeah. sense why he's yep. showing up at this time. Oh, exactly. And, he, yeah. and he, he comes in here and he just comes in here, picks up, picks up Daryl here to, you know, help him escape the Sovereign's clutches. And what are you doing here? Well, Mustang called me. Right. right. <laughs> and going back to that ring, it was the ring that he gave her right before he mm -hmm. left to go to the academy. Yeah, and that was how he knew, oh, everything will be fine. He didn't right. know how it would be fine. Because he, he actually did notice when they were in the, when she walked in on Cassius's arm that she wasn't wearing the ring he gave mm -hmm. her. Mm -hmm. Yep. Correct. And then she yeah. pulls it out. And then, uh, so we're, we're, we're Sever, around into... And Sever also has a present. Yeah, Severo's got a Severo's got a bag. Severo's got a bag. I, I, that's I, I pictured, not the cook. I pictured this. I pictured this bag being small. I pictured it as a yeah. backpack at first, and then I started reading more. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, like as yeah, I'm like, it's like a bag that's wiggling, and I'm like, what, <laughs> did he take one of the oracles? Like I thought it was like a small bag, like a yeah. little like. But okay, anyway, I'm, I'm I, I chapter saw eighteen. The, kids eat. Yeah. I thought I saw, yeah, it's right. the flower sack. Right, right, right. We took a flower sack from the kitchen. We stuffed the eight-year-old kid in there, and we just kept went up. <laughs> right. So then we're into chapter eighteen, right? Mm -hmm. Blood stains. Nope. Blood stains. Um, seems though the howlers have the op upper hand here. Um, they're sneaking oh, yeah. off into the night. The howlers, the howlers get the upper hand. Because they were the ones who were able to show up in full armor. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And they're, up, they're going to meet up with Mustang, who has the ship. Yep. And they take to the skies. Yeah, this is pretty cool. I like again, oh, again oh, I, I needed this because right, I needed this to feel kind of but galactic. They want but they no. to take to the skies. There's a problem well, yeah. before yes. they get there. Yes. They're, they're, they're getting and in the ship. And, oh, God, this broke my heart. Man, and your heart breaks a lot during this. Especially, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but yes, major, but yes, yeah. but th thank you, Harris, for breaking my heart. Mm. But as they're get, as they're getting, what do you mean? What happened? You don't remember this? Especially when that breaks your heart. Yeah, I think you're thinking about it. Thinking about it now, no, especially no. after we just recorded that intro. Oh yeah, there's a bunch. And we just recorded that intro because as as we're getting on, I think the you're ships, skipping a lot here. Oh, sorry. Uh, I mean, I mean, I don't know. Well, they. What are you talking about? What's the thing that breaks? Where your are heart? you guys taking Quinn? Huh? He's talking about Quinn. I'm talking I, about Quinn. It was like an entire chapter of oh, like battles. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, he kills Quinn. I yeah. didn't. I didn't care about Bob. Whoa. I didn't. I know. I know. This is horrible. Oh, wait. Pierce Brown has made me feel the feels for every every character. I didn't. Okay. Let me rephrase. I, I didn't feel for Quinn. We'll, we'll I felt there. for Roke. Yeah. Yes. I felt for Roke. Okay. Because okay. that was because who he loved. Be, because okay. Roke, especially after the scene that we we did, yeah. where Roke talks about. How Quinn brought him back from the darkness. Mm. Uh, right. The, the okay. only thing I want to I want to make a nod to. I mean, like it is. It's a, just a super cool action, like uh, spy scene. Them going up through the villa. Yeah, like, down, no, I down, agree. Th down yeah. through the villa, they they find like, oh hey, they go through a jam field, and then they realize there's a jam field within a jam field. Yes, that was super cool. Like, like what was it? Like they put a rock on a banister and it was like vibrating, like. Oh crap! Right. They, go, they go down one more flight of stairs, and that's when like chaos is breaking loose yeah. down there. Right. Um, what Daryl meets up with Aya. What are you guys calling? Well, him? we got yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. got to rewind a lot here because we're missing. Because first he goes to rescue everyone from Augustus's group. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's what. They're, yeah, what yeah. Doing. And well, we were jumping already to them flying away, and they didn't okay. get to that. Yeah. Yet. So yeah. we're we're sorry for we're all over the place. place. We're all yeah. over the place. Sorry, we're, so we get excited. We got yeah. very excited. But timeline: they go rescue. All their friends. Mm -hmm. Right. Then they start trying to escape and they run into Aya again. Yeah. And we reveal the bargaining chip that's actually in the bag. Yeah. Which is 
they've kidnapped the grandson to Octavia, and it's Lysander. Right. So now they have a bargaining chip hostage, mm-hmm. which yep. leads into almost everyone getting up to fly away, except for Quinn, who gets killed by gets killed. Aya. Yeah. Right. Grabbed yep. by the hair and drugged down, and just, with her bare fist, yeah. beaten into a coma. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is pretty. Mm-hmm. And yeah. speaking of bait, speaking of who we've kidnapped here, I do want to bring this up yeah. because I did actually notice this. Mm-hmm. Bra- Pierce Brown again bastardizing the Roman and Greek culture throughout all this of what we've hung on to in the future, and oh, this okay. is our future. Okay. Yeah. Lysander is a Spartan admiral. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, from from I Greek knew that mythology. name was familiar. Yes, yeah. um, and he. He he was a Spartan admiral. He won a bunch of battles. He did all this, but just it's it's again bringing those names back to the forefront. Mm-hmm. And well, what do you name your kid? What do you name your kid who's probably going to be the, who's probably going to be the next ruler of the universe? Well, you name yeah. him after the admiral. No, oh, no, okay. But actually, they were kind of bloody battles, and he cheated a bunch. But uh, <laughs> hey, that's perfect gold culture then. Yeah, exactly. actually, perfect actually. gold culture. Actually. Uh, Right. I thought you were going to oh, say no, something. Yes, actually. Yes, actually. Oh, my bad. Uh, yeah, into chapter 19, Stork. Right. It's a gory damn fine escape until Taxus betrays everyone. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I really kind of like Taxus's character. Going back to the last Ooh. book. No, no, no. Think back to the last book. I had said, I don't know if I like him or not. Because he's okay. always yeah, like thinking he, about himself. Initially right. slimy. He's initially yeah. slimy, then he was good, then he would betrayed Daryl, but then he just backed up Daryl again. Now he's taking Lysander. Okay, how's he going to get back in Daryl's good graces again? Yeah. And it speaks to Daryl, and it speaks no. to how much Daryl misses his humanity and yes. misses his red culture with his friends that he knew and mm-hmm. people he could trust. And people, and now that he's a gold, he thinks he can trust people. But then you have Tactus, who, who keeps messing all of a sudden, his this mind. Is, up. This is strike three, dude. Right. Yeah. This no, is strike three. Yeah. I'm gonna run you through. Mm-hmm. Right. And Severo's the if one who takes the, I, Yeah, I keep taking wow. you back. I keep taking you back. You keep coming crying to me, and I keep taking you back and going, "You're my friend, and it will be okay." And I understand why you did what you did. And now you just screwed me over again. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And haven't, truthfully, haven't we all? Yeah, had and that it, one in the stork here, the jackal is going to operate. The jackal is going to operate on sorry. Quinn to save yeah. her life. Which when, that, when, that, when that comes up, I, I was like, so did, how does the jackal know what to do? Like, what, where, where has he gained this kind of knowledge? What, he's been in the underbelly. In the underbelly, you have to learn tricks of the trade to survive. Okay, there we go. Or he's just trying to make it look like he knows what he's doing. Yeah, maybe he kills Quinn. Yeah, true. Ooh, I mean, I no offense, it's, it's the jackal. We don't know. I, I don't think Quinn is dead no matter what here, whether he tried or not. Well, I know he didn't care about yeah. Quinn. No. But I know, I, I was looking at it from the aspect that oh, he was just trying to form. He was trying to save yeah. Quinn to kind of strengthen his bond with Daryl. Daryl, yeah. And yeah. possibly get You're some right. other ones. And possibly, yeah, and possibly get, right. you know make himself look better or make himself look better in his father's mm-hmm. eyes maybe mm-hmm. as well. And I just took it as the fact that, okay, he, when you're living in the underbelly of society, you're going to pick up some medic. Right. <laughs> you're going to pick up some medic knowledge. And, and maybe, yeah. maybe I mean, and you, he did on... And I have it written down here, like, you never know with the jackal, but what a twist between... I mean, I guess Tactus had kind of been 
slimy the whole time. Right. Now, now Tactus is definitely the bad one, and Jackal's trying to save someone. It's like, yeah. what just happened? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Severo uh, takes up the, the the bull by the horns here, though, and kicks Tactus right in the balls. Because before he gets out of here. But the one thing we... And that's the thing. Several back in book one, he had a bit of a crush on Quinn. She was nice to him. And here, that's why he does it. And notice that Clob and I, our first reaction was we felt bad for Roke. Yeah. And we forget several had the same crush as well. It's like, oh, whoops. Right. And that that hit me. That hit me too in this chapter was first when Quinn gets stabbed, I'm like, oh God, what's Roke going to do? Oh, Roke, this is going to kill, you know, this is going right. to break Roke's heart. He's going to have this. And then it, br- it, it, it yep, re-brings up back, the yeah. fact that Severo's had this super big crush on her for now years, mm-hmm. but never actually took the step to do it. It's like the, it's, it, it's like the nerdy kid that has the crush on the popular girl and never <laughs> actually tells her. <laughs> right. Because she's dating the... Yeah. Poet jock. It's true. Yeah. true. <laughs> Hoping for some stuff there, Club. Uh, well, I, I may be extending something into that. Uh, we're uh, we're going to end with betrayal again. Tactus betrays them all and mm. offers to escort Lysander. He takes Whoops. the grab boots and jumps ship. Mm-hmm. So and that's go. kind of this crazy is kind of I guess I, ship. Yeah, I really yeah. I, I assumed they were already deep in space, but I guess they haven't even like left the moon yet. Or they're yeah. still in like yeah, they've been, they've yeah. been flying for a while. Yeah, I, I, yeah. If you read that chapter as real mm-hmm. time, it's, it's been they've been flying a while. But yeah, they, do, they do talk about uh, storks are slow. Yeah, they're not made for. And I think that ship. even the name, you know, stork. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're feeling kind of a large bird. Oh, All right, we're on to so. chapter twenty, Helldiver. Helldiver. Yeah. Wait, we're going back underground. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? We're back in orbit, which actually I like. But I like the call. I do like this. I like the call. I like. I like the fact that you title this chapter Helldiver because I'm like. Okay, so he just got his butt. Daryl just got his butt kicked, even though he won the even though he won the initial scrum with Cassius. The initial scrum with Cassius. Yeah, we've gone through all of this, and everybody, and he's gotten beat up. Yeah, and so now we're a callback, Hell Diver. Yeah, all right, we're gonna step up and do something now. Right, and I love this because they're uh, they're. They're jumping uh, the planet here, and they're getting close to the vanguard. You know, fly me closer to one of those capital ships. You know, one of the deadliest ships in the fleet. And the blue that's flying the ship says, Our chances of survival decrease by... The other says, Never tell me the odds. And Darren... (laughs) Yeah, Daryl. Daryl says never tell me the odds. Yeah, Daryl says never tell me the odds. This is Hansel. Pierce, you completely, you completely Hansoloed this. You Hansoloed that. That that one jumped off the page at me. Yeah, and I have no problem with it. I had no problem with it. No, (laughs) it was a it was a fun call. Um, and I don't know what what anybody else wants to say about it, but yeah. Um, I mean, Daryl and Severo by the end of this uh, are going to use their suits to rocket themselves into this vanguard ship. Because again, I think cutting cutting down just kind of to the bare bones here. I mean, the point of all this. Is they need this vanguard ship. They do. It's, and some, some it's a new. great description here of Severo and Darrow, and a great description from Darrow's point of view of climbing into a torpedo bay oh, man. and waiting to be fired out. And we this is a callback to kind of the, what happened the, at the beginning, right yeah. the beginning. where all of yeah, us were sure. like, oh, like it happened. It was a dry pump, <laughs> nothing happened. And, uh, <laughs> and but, now finally we're gonna get it. But we're we're in Darrow's head here and he keeps and he talks about how 
this is actually like a training thing. Like he's right. actually mm-hmm. trained for this yeah. because he's talking about how he has to keep his head in the correct position so that when he's fired out of the tube, he doesn't snap Crack. his neck. Yeah. No. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, it's mm-hmm. it's it's just crazy. But this this needs to be put to cinema because this is this is awesome. All kinds of awesome here. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna jump forward, chapter twenty one, stain. Right? Because yeah, they are they rock it. Because it ends it. with them rocketing out of yeah, the he's he passes out, vomits in his suit. <laughs> Which yeah. I love because I love that it's dirty like that. Uh, you know? yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's human. Yeah. It's human. It's, it's human. It paints this. You perfect, hit so many G's, you vomit. Perfect scent in like I'm just like, oh my oh, god, yes. you're trapped in there with it. Yeah. Like right. it just goes like and you're in the middle of this uh, awesome action scene, and it's and you're pulling G's, and there's vomit running all over the place. It's just but great. he's able to handle it, and why why oh, yeah, why is he able to handle it is because he spent most of his life in a fry suit. Yeah, where he's been pissing hell himself. Yeah, he's a hell diver, hell diver right? Yeah. Mickey Mickey made him a little bit stronger too. He's like he talks about like Severo crapping himself, like yes. <laughs> <laughs> which is a, just a weird yeah. thing for yeah. me because I'm like. Okay, so part of the carving had to do with making colon his muscles. <laughs> his sphincters. Yeah, stronger. yeah, no, I, I love this part. Yeah, because it makes him so so very human, and it should be like this super awesome, cool part. But weird things like that mm-hmm. are happening, right? So they rocket into this ship, right, and blast through it, and you know, and it's a, I, I, part of this was uh, a little bit. I don't know if it was like maybe not described well for me. I didn't realize they were in like robotic suits until like yeah. I'm like, oh wait, oh wait, and he was like, oh wait, he's taller, he's wearing a hat. Oh, oh, they launched in a robotic suit, like it, yeah, yeah, yeah right. you get fired out of the torpedo bay in a mech suit. Yeah, I feel like yeah, it, right. it, ta- it spent a little bit too much time I, talking about like the finger, the metallic, like the, right. the fingers that were holding them in the. Bay. I kind of agree. Yeah, and again, we're in a weird universe, so and it, it's everything fast. needs it's to be fast. described. It's and fast, it's fast. And they're fine. They're in there. They wreck house. Right. Yeah, yeah they wreck house, it. and Daryl. Well, and they, the reason they wreck house is because Neil, where were they fired through? Space? The no, no. <laughs> they, yeah, they came through the bridge window. And yeah. But <laughs> thinking back, I'm going to pull a bob here. I'm going to reference Star Wars. I'm How can do, you not? I'm going to do something even you worse. Are, you are. You I'm going to do something even worse this than Bob. completely was coming through You're the reference window. reference Star Wars and Alien? I'm going to reference something worse that Bob would not appreciate. I'm going to oh. reference Revenge of the Sith. Oh, my God. And <laughs> hang on. Okay, it's the best so of the prequels. Just follow along with this for a moment. It's the best of the prequels. There's that moment where they're fighting on Grievous' ship, and the window shatters. Within seconds, boom, that ship is shut. Mm. Yeah. Here, it doesn't happen that fast. Right. Because yeah, it's, it's not force fields. No, right. it's not. But the same idea. It's still bulkheads that close. Mm. Right, right. Why is it not as quick of a thing? Well, is it does Darrow or Severo? I don't Which, remember. Uh, one of them, like the, the it's like metal bulkheads that shut, and one yeah. of oh, Darrow he he holds it right open so Severo can come through, and then he lets it shut. Then he lets it, but I feel almost that's more real world than what Star yeah. Wars be like. You're smashing through a ship. How often is that going to happen? There's going to be this this lag well, time. But, but I guess it's it's like a life-saving thing. Like, maybe it should be quicker. <laughs> it's a life-saving thing. And they lose how many people just from this? And in my head, this is, this is, this is the bridge. This is the bridge of a Star Destroyer. This is the bridge at the end of... I know where you're going. At the end of Empire where he's... Where, where Han Solo flies where, towards it. No, where, where, Darth, where Darth Vader's standing there and standing oh. there watching watching them fly away and he's standing he's standing on the bridge at the end of empire oh okay. and so because you have all the blues that are right. in the lower levels mm-hmm. running the ship right. 
and I just see this. I just see him come railing through the windshield. Because <laughs> I always wondered that, truthfully, with Star Wars or Star Trek or everything. Why are you not going after the bridge? Yeah. I'm, I'm seeing Return <laughs> of the Jedi when the guy in the A-wing just rockets into the... Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right, and, then, <laughs> and the one the guy jumps into the blue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they, they get in there. Daryl makes uh, this impassioned speech over the intercom. This was great. Yeah. I love this. This, uh, so- this should be said. Almost was going to be our intro as almost. well. We 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 threw this round around mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, this was actually the number two that we were. Yeah, that, that we threw around. That that, yeah. that we threw around to do because he makes this impassioned speech, and this is this is so an EO speech. Yes, yeah, it is. For this sure. is so. A, He's getting back on track with what EO exactly. wants. Exactly. You, you are the. You are these other colors. Rise up, rise right. up, and I will take care of you. Which again goes goes back to Red Rising with the the Oathbreakers. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You rise up and prove to me that I should take care of you, and I will take care of you. Yeah. Or. Right. I or die. Like, or I could flood the ship and you're dead. <laughs> I, I could have just vented this entire thing, but I haven't. <laughs> right. Kill the golds. <laughs> and they do. Which, this Which was, I love. I love that. Mm-hmm. Wait, yeah. This was a thing where if I was a Balana, I would have just killed you all. Yeah, right, right. But I'm not, so prove to me why I did that. Because <laughs> what it, it kind of almost... Mm-hmm. Uh, this idea is he's gonna he's gonna make this speech and normally you would write this as this impassioned only freedom speech, right? Like you're here and I'm giving you freedom, but he kind of doesn't. He also twists that whole. But I'm also kind of superior to you and I could vent this ship. You know what? <laughs> like I could kill you. Yeah, I could kill you. He's throwing in what's just the, this little the, bit of an a hole. What's, what's the line? All the blues who are on the deck. Like um, the, the line is several goes and like reveals the panel. And right. it's like, they all look back at him like they, he just revealed a nuke in their kitchen. Yes! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I like it, I like it. I like well, it. and I took that too as, even though the blues are wired into the ship, mm-hmm. even though the blues are, they are the technolo- technologically advanced, yeah. they're the ones that plug into the ship. Wait, no, no, no nobody told us that was there. Yeah, because it was like, his, his <laughs> it was golden the se- sigil that Yeah, it was the, it was the mm-hmm. secret button that even the people who are plugged who are literally plugged into the ship didn't know about this secret uh, right right why would you make all? that button yeah. who needs that button <laughs> um so he, he that shouldn't exist he creates this uprising on the ship um there is like a force like right outside the door to the bridge that are like were they they're drilling through with a heat drill this is cool uh, yeah this is cool and then at the same time <laughs> this yes, is this is Vatican in the door <laughs> with its lightsaber it is so but it's cooler it it's is. cooler it than is. that it, it is, is much better um because it's like it's like uh, there's <coughs> tension behind it, like uh, right, right. Because um, what's coming through the door that's happening is not Liam Neeson. He, yeah, he, <laughs> he's is. asked all the blues, like which of you will be my captain. There's there's a mouthy blue. Uh, what's Orion? I Orion. Yeah, Orion. Yeah. What's their their middle name is Z E like Zeon. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I don't remember that uh, one. Orion Zay something. <laughs> um, she's all sassy. Um, yeah, I, I like her. It. I like her because she's all. She's not a. She's, the she's not blues. a purebred blue. Yeah. Right. She's from like like Daryl, like several, like mm-hmm. a lot of these other c- characters in here. She's sassy because she's from the outlying planets. Right. And the blues that are trying to fall in line here behind the goal, behind the you know the gold guys are you know keep keep quoting things. That, oh well, she never went through. She never went through my school, and she never went through the top school here. And right. 
She just sasses back, which a blue shouldn't do. She, she, she she's the half Vulcan. And I and I kind of <laughs> she's the Vul- she is. <laughs> Well, they, she's, she's cursed the alley. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She, no, she, she, no, she is. Yeah. She, she's, she's the half red Vulcan who is in touch with her feelings because she can do all of the science things. Mm, right. But she still has a personality, and she still. Well, no, I can do it better than you right. can and, because I'm not a little prissy schoolboy like you are. Right. And what I like is I think what Pierce Brown also is doing on the side is that we meet up all these colors and there's the bulk of the colors that do what the colors are supposed to do. They fall into line and they they mm-hmm. do what the color but we are constantly given these members of that that color that are bucking the system and thinking outside the box. Well, and that's you know that's showing what each color is their potential is. Exactly. And that's part of that hero's journey. Yeah. Where this could be written from the blues perspective. And right. you know, I'm I'm not your typical blue. Yeah. Or I'm not your typical Vulcan. Or I'm not your typical uh, you know, pick your alien race that goes on it. Or coming back to, you know, any of, you know, the races that are on Earth. I'm not mm-hmm. your you know, typical Native stereotypical American. this, yeah, or stereotypical nice that. that. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I have more, and Pierce does this very well. I here. think so too. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, are we talking Ragnar Valeris? I thought there was something <laughs> wrong with my copy of the book because it gets all bold face. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that. Was it like the voice? The voice of a god comes <laughs> echoing through. Like he thought it was like on an amplifier. Or something, Man. right? Right. Ragnar. I love this. Uh, I, I just. Really I was. Love. I didn't know what the heck was going on, but I liked it. Yeah. What, what I like is the description. Right, is that he is a stained, uh, and he's raised yeah, at the poles get, of earth. We finally get to know what stained means. Like they've been saying stained this entire book. Yeah, and you're like, what is a stained? What What is uh, this? Okay, I guess obsidians are stained. Like, right <laughs> okay. But they're they're raised <laughs> at the poles obsidians. of the earth. And yes. Yeah. Certain, because all, otherwise. Otherwise, there's a big issue with the fact he wiped out a whole group of obsidians when he first got on the ship. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, and, right. and why would he be so terrified uh, of one who's coming in there if he hadn't just wiped them out? Mm-hmm. Oh, Daryl, I thought you meant, yeah. Yeah, 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 Ragnar. And then Ragnar comes through and just wipes oh, out the sorry. entire squad. That's like, <laughs> right. like, he has ion blades that just like come out of his like armored be, Yeah, because mm-hmm. essentially essentially you've been fighting the other obsidians. He's the, you've been yeah. fighting he's the, the other he's prisoners. He's the human form of the Hulk. Drax. He, yeah, he, he, he's, he's Hulk. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess yeah. he's the Hulk. He's the Hulk. This weird combination of Drax mm-hmm. and Hulk just walked into your yeah. room. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Gulp. Nice. Yeah, he comes up, cleans up, um, the Stark lands, um, what he, he swears himself. Is this where he swears himself to Darrow? Yeah. Uh, like right on the bridge there. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, like, yeah. No, I'm sorry. It's like through like the the melted door. Like he like puts his hand. <laughs> it, it says like once it's big enough for the like uh, like the size of a torso. Like he kind of like brings himself to like <laughs> Ragnar. I want to be yours. <laughs> I pledge myself. He's like, oh, okay. I guess uh, there's a ship landing in the hangar. Go save them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ship, there's ship landing in the hangar. Go save them, and that will prove to me why I should accept you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, right. so he bounds down the. <laughs> I see like, the whole. And we shit have that. Mi- we we we're in Darrow's mind too with this. So we have this. He gives him that order, and he goes, <laughs> goes bounding down the thing, and well, I hope this works. <laughs> well, well, I, I, God, I hope he doesn't kill them all. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, uh, 
So then we had Darrow ends up at, we're on a chapter twenty two right Fire Blossom mm-hmm. and this is kind of what we talked about with Orion and she's being mouthy and we we find out that you know blues have dreams and desires mm-hmm. and all of this kind of stuff which I think is cool but it's the outlier blues right it's the blues from the outer planets that aren't as strictly mm-hmm. programmed as the right. automatons that are the blues from the inner planets yeah yeah and, and, and again give me give me somebody who's rural. Right. And wants to succeed, right? I will get behind that every time. Yes, I, I agree. I agree. Um, and Darrow ends up making a. Are you <laughs> projecting again? <laughs> That's what we do. Dude, every what do day. I do for a living? <laughs> <laughs> teach, <laughs> teach rural kids. I'll, I'll, no, I, I teach. I teach lit. I, I'm constantly projecting. Yeah, right. No, I definitely, definitely. So Darrow makes a speech to the rest of the fleet, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the rest of the the, the other ships. The, sorry, uh, the not, other yeah. the other ships, right? The other ships. Um, yeah, and it's kind of they they own this. Is and, the ship, and is ship named? Did I not write that? It was the, it was it was and he renamed it was he renamed when, when he takes it and I don't when remember. he takes it. And what is he? What does he call it? Never said it. Yeah, the Pax. Right? Oh, the Pax. Yes, because it was the Vanguard, and then the he turned which is yeah, a we did great yeah. strategic move if you look at it, because yeah. you're trying to align other houses t- to yourself. Right. So you name it after the favorite fallen son of the house that could be kind of wavering from being on your side right oh, now. Oh, I didn't even pick that out. That's really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So he named. I it. was just going with the emotionality of like, what could they call it, Pax? I get it. Yeah. No. He names it the Pax, and that's what. That's a, that becomes it's, a, it's, it's a big tough ship. He was a big tough guy. Called Pax. That's what I was going <laughs> yeah. with. But the fact that there's like machinations behind it, exactly. I like that. It becomes it, it, it. Spoiler alert! It does become a whole thing later yeah. with the House of Telemachus about. Well, you named the ship Pax, and we respect that. And so oh yeah, you. yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, cool. I like that. Mm. Cool. Come over so, to come over and read books with me. And we'll <laughs> read, talk about them. After read them every, to me while I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> While I'm soaking my feet in Johnsons and Johnsons. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, so yeah, they, they they own the ship. They're getting away. Um, everybody's kind of like finding their place uh, right. in the ship. Right. Um, I guess yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, Orion does become his captain. He does. Yeah. Uh, right. Obviously. Everybody comes. Obviously. To like, the there's no question there. Uh, Roke is carrying Quinn's body. Well, and I like how when when Orion becomes the captain. 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 How. There's protests, and, you know, there's a couple different blues that are fighting for position, fighting for position. As soon as he says the word is the gold, everybody just falls back in a Right. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Which, again, <laughs> speaks to the society and speaks right. how these things are run. And it speaks to, speaks speaks to, to the, the brutality. Blue, the blues, like, like logical, like, oh, well, I can no longer become captain. Back to work. Right. <laughs> but, it, but it speaks to the brutality of the society mm. was... Okay, the decision's been made by somebody else. If I don't agree with his decision, I'm dead. So I'm going to go right. back to work. Yeah, but it also True. it also speaks to how this this, how this system been has been in place for so long. I like the fact that there are members of this society that will, in some ways, always be like this, right? Like this, if this change happens, it's got to be in stages, mm-hmm. right? Like the idea that all blues will all of a sudden be freedom loving and and be able to think for themselves. That's not going to happen. Right, like the, some of these blues, they are just so ingrained with this mm-hmm. that freedom won't work for them, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I, I like kind of some of these statements that there's only a select few that can actually rise above this in some ways and lead the rest True. along this journey. Um, is they're all like uh, what? Uh, what is it? Augustus gives um, Darrow the the stateroom in the ship. 
I'm right. sorry, but we uh, uh, Daryl Dar- uh, Roke is carrying Quinn's body. Quinn's body and blames she, him for yeah. the death. Severo's grieving in his own way, but uh, the Jackal says he wants footage of the attack because uh, he's going to use his fake news mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> to, to really pump Daryl up. And there's that there's that scene where <coughs> Ro- where Roke is again oh, movie scene. Where there's that yeah. scene where Roke is coming up carrying Quinn's body. Yeah. And Daryl tries to apologize, and Roke just blasts on by him. Yeah, right, right. It's like, and it's unbelievable that Roke is even still there. There's times I'm reading this, I'm like, why is even Roke still there? Like, I got him in the neck, and, you know, everything that's gone on, Roke is quite the friend. Yeah. You know. I feel like it's, it's kind of, it's dismissible, though. Like, maybe he, like, oh, like, he did that to save Roke. I, I was going to say, after. Because his family's aligned with the Bellinas. I was going to say, because when, when we went through that entire scene where he does the whole blow up at the, at the, at the dinner, mm-hmm. I was always going, okay, but we still got Roke. Like, you injected him. How is that? But then, like, oh, brilliant. The, the way that all goes down, you could say, hey, I wanted to save you from that entire mm-hmm. shenanigans I was going to pull out the dinner. And so I didn't want you there, even. You know, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. All right. So on to chapter 23, Trust. Trust. Yes. Uh, they're all kind of finding their places in the ship. This uh, is, Everything gets real quiet here. I feel yeah. like this is where the all the chapter, are kind of, they're kind of narrowing down. Uh, there's, not a, there's no action going on. This is just... Kind of characters talking to each other, and Severo mm-hmm. tells Darrow that he needs to talk to him alone. Yeah, um, this is kind of uh, how, did I, how did I refer to this earlier. Like Darrow is like tour through the ship, talking to his friends. You know, mm-hmm. Darrow's right. going on tour. There, yeah, yeah. It's almost like we got to set up all the pieces. We're mm-hmm. we're rounding up close to the end of this part, and it's kind of like we need to see yeah where all the pieces lie. And it was it, it was how, a, how, how did you feel, Neil, about this conversation between Darrow and Severo? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the start of it, it gets to... Because Severo's just kind of chilling in the shower right now. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is an acceptable use of after you have the game and you go sit in the shower. Your enemies aren't going to come and get you at the yeah, moment. Yeah, you're, you're, right. You're on the protective ship. You're on the ship. Well, yes. Okay. But, yeah. I mean, and then it gets to... There's, there's this little weird part about, like, nudity in there. And I don't... But whatever. It's... Hey, <laughs> he's he's nervous about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Cut people some slack, man. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's fine. It's, it's a, it was a weird thing to put in there. That's all I'm saying. Well, it's giving several something, despite how disgusting he is. Like, think about all the things he did in the last book. Okay, he came okay. on horses. He was always in the mud somewhere. He was wanking off in the bushes. Basically. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly, no, yeah. yeah. That's allegedly. <laughs> but then here it's like, nope, he actually does have something that he doesn't like to be seen. Mm-hmm. Well, and, yeah. you know. Which is bionic eye. Sorry, I just need <laughs> to go back to that. That, that, that made everything eye. weird. And again, well, and again, remember, um, Additional stuff we find out later, but we've always known that Severo is not a, you know, he doesn't have the stature that Darrow does. Right, right. And so uh, he's not I'll, really I'll, a gold amongst golds. I, I, yeah. I, I will fully admit. Okay, it's a yeah. little intimidating to be at the gym in the shower. Yeah, and, no, and, I agree. And yeah. that dude walks up next to you. Yeah, yeah, right. No, yeah, <laughs> you know, no, yeah. I, I, agree. I, I, I will fully admit yeah. that that there there are times where it's like <laughs> I'm not really comfortable right now. <laughs> right, 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 mm. right. <laughs> so Neil, they're having the conversation here. Mm. Yeah. yeah, they're having the conversation. I like how there's a point where Darrow actually touches the Pegasus necklace, which if right. we still remember, is still a bomb. Mm. Right. <laughs> and he still has it. Yeah. yeah, yeah that, that's just brought yeah. up again towards the end of this, where he's like, oh. yeah, I think maybe it's in here where he's like, oh, yeah, crap, that's a bomb. Just, I've been wearing this the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and the moments of, all right, I need to talk to you. 
Why are you so? And they activate a jam field so no one can hear what goes on next. Okay, so this is kind of a mini, I, which I, I, a mini, I, a mini I, bomb is getting dropped right here. Yeah, well, yeah, and, like and, and, and kind of, you know, hearkening back to old spy movies or old everything else um, here, too, Pierce. Great idea to do this in the shower. Yeah. Because right. that's, you know, the old spy movies or the old spy turn books. Turn the water on. You no turn, one can hear you turn the, the water, water on so the bugs hear the water and they can't throw it on a jam hear field. you. Throw on a jam field. And so there, there's no bushes. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But, yeah. So, yeah. So, we're having this conversation. Mm. So, what does several Several reveals what? We're like, we're like just. Several's yeah, yeah. pushing. We're teasing. Darrow. We're shower Several's teasing. Yes. Everybody is. Several's yes. pushing Darrow. Yeah. He's like, okay, fine. He puts the jam field up. Um, he just keeps pushing him some more. He's like, I swear to God, if you don't say it. Yeah. Was he saying he's going to kill him or I'll never talk to you some again? Like yeah. yeah. He says some of us spit in the eye. Yeah. And all like, yeah. yeah. Who, who actually sent you? It was, it was Ares. Yeah. Ares actually sent several here. Right. And then Darrow just, uh, they, they, they talk a little bit more about, like, you know, the, the details of how it happened. There was, it was Dancer, Dancer was sent by Ares, Dancer's alive, yep. and Darrow just breaks down. Because Severo knows he, he's, he's a red. Yeah, he knows the truth. And Darrow yeah. breaks down because, and, and I'm, I, I'm getting all misty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because these are my is, two favorite characters besides Mustang and this, in this and entire I just, series. I just, I just feel for Darrow here. This, yeah. like, he has been... He has not like actually had a conversation with anybody in two plus years. Yeah, and, and it, a, truth, truth, a truth conversation. Yeah. I, I was looking at several here too, going, "Why? Yeah. Your dad, your dad was a proctor. Your dad was the Rage Knight. Is, why? Yeah. <laughs> you know, is the Rage Knight? You know, why are you doing this? Yeah. Why? What? Isn't this against everything you right. want to do? Well." Yeah. Okay, I see you're the outside character, and mm -hmm. you can maybe kind of be smart enough to understand what's going on here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, this is. I mean, this is super cool. Um, they kind of they bond over it. Um, Several's cool with it, yeah. and he's gonna help him. Well, se Several's mm -hmm. cool with it because they're both working for the same team. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Both working for the same team because Several is kind of he's, he was an outsider among the golds anyway. All right, and so yeah. then then we end up with the. the uh, Again, touring the ship. Touring the ship. Uh, okay. We have to hit up with Victra, um, you know, <laughs> who has to be sultry. Has to has be sultry. Has to be sultry and yeah. has to, you know. Well, Daryl, would you would would you like some company? Yeah, I can provide you yeah. some company. And I have this picture of her doing the like, you know, the like tracing down the chest mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and I won't I won't lie. I like this part, but at the same time, if I pull myself out of it, I'm kind of like, well, this isn't really necessary. Like, it's kind of a stumbling not, block but, on what I, I I know that they're gonna. He's got to talk to Mustang, yeah. and I'm like, okay. Well, the, the only thing we get here Victra is we thing. we get a little uh, peek behind the curtain of Victra. Yes. Of like, and okay, she becomes well, a character yeah. which she hasn't been. Yeah. Really. It's like, well, I, I do this to men because of this. It yeah. always works. Yeah. It right. Never works with you, Reaper. And then they reintroduce yeah. themselves, which is kind of cute. I, like I, I do like yeah. that. No, all of this is written really well. It is. I, I mean, I it's like. it's long. It's long. In the middle of a long book. Here's what, here's I, what don't, it, it I, don't, looked, I don't really feel it. It, it looks me. Uh, some of this stuff, well, I will, and this will come out more in the next podcast, I think, is where I, I do feel all of this is really good. But sometimes that happens where you have to make this editing choice of which of the great things I've written needs to go. Mm -hmm. And there's some of this, so I'm, this is great, but... 
Might have excised this part. Probably. I, I, I would no. I disagree. Whoa, with you really? Really? I, I disagree think I with you this. completely. Why? Because again, this proves the stat, the, the humanity and the stature of Daryl. But we've been doing this this yeah, entire book. I, about a no, book and a half now. Yeah. But but, but I, and I understand that. But he's done everything else. There really hasn't been that sexual component. But it's been there with Mustang. I feel it's been there. It's been there with Mustang. Yeah. But it it hasn't been there with. Okay, he's a gold. Is he really going to accept? Because golds wouldn't care. Mm-hmm. Golds wouldn't care who Daryl was sleeping with. Gold right. wouldn't care if he took advantage of the Victor situation. Right. But he's still a red. He right. still has that heart, that mind. So he's. There's no reason why he's not taking care of the victors, or he's not right. taking advantage of the victors. No, it adds a, it adds this cool layer that you have kind of a main character who's trying to balance multiple women, and, and it, you know it would. Mm-hmm. I could see how you, a person could respond to that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but we shouldn't dwell on we shouldn't dwell on Victor. Let's get to what we came here for. Chapter Mustang. Please get me to Mustang. Twenty four. With the oddest name, like bacon and eggs. That's what I did in my intro. Bacon and eggs. Bacon uh, and eggs. Yeah. Um, bacon and eggs. He meets up with Mustang. Um, they eat bacon and eggs, and they, they have a, a good old fashioned chat. Well, there is a lot that a lot happens here. here. Yes. But during the before we get to the chat. Yeah. Do you think I love know, the at, at, at two hours and thirty minutes? You want to like really <laughs> talk about sorry, the cook? Really we want to talk about the cook. <laughs> the co- okay. The cook was great because he kept. As the cook of the con- of the conquered ship, he just comes up and is like, "Oh, you want more? I'll go get you more." Oh God, please don't kill me! And then runs away. I right, just right, want right. bacon and eggs. <laughs> Crap. I'll get you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll get you bacon and eggs. I'll be right back. Yeah, um, right, right, right. This so, is not, and they have this huge talk, and I think about it's society, just, about society, yeah. about everything, and yeah. about why she was with Cassius, about. And I like how real world that it's is. So real. I can't. I, can't I re- felt guilty, like like I was being yelled at, like reading this. Yeah, because you know what? Because I didn't like Mustang for a while. Yeah. It, it, you know, because I was mad at yes. Mustang. And what then are you, you doing? And then when you find out, which yeah, it is like again yeah. the uncanny ability, at least for me, of for you Pierce to make Brown, me feel like my girlfriend is yelling at of me. Of Pierce Brown to put <laughs> me sorry. in the seat of Darrow and feel yeah. his emotions. Yeah, I'm getting yelled at <laughs> by Mustang for what I've been feeling for half of this book. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm okay. sorry, Mustang. I'm but, sorry, but I got this dead wife, and I can't tell you about her. And, and I, I, <laughs> I can't, I can't remember if this is where it's put or if it's in another chapter mm. where, where kind of in Darrow's head he's going, okay, because Mustang says like I'm just, I was just with Cassius, kind of you know to save my family, to save yeah. my family. But at the end, kind of doesn't Darrow kind of say, yeah, but I'm sure it wasn't all. You know, it, no, they, no, and that's it. it. And it that's was, it and that's, that's when she starts to chew him out. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But, yeah. The, but that's it too. Where it's. But I thought I some of that. that was in his head. He didn't tell her that. I mean, she's chewing him out for some stuff. But some of that was also in his head, like the like. Okay, I'm, I'm believing. I don't think, her, I don't think that's here. I. I well, but it also it all it also proves Mustang as a flawed character. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I don't like Mustang here. Ooh. You don't. I, oh, yeah. I, I I don't like Mustang here. Because it came across to me as, no, I slept with the other guy for you. 
Yeah, I never felt that. I never felt that one oh, second. Because that's where I swear she says something about that. Or he, in his head, says... Because he ends up believing, like, telling her he believes all this. Yeah, you did it for your family, all that. And then he kind of, in the back of his mind, though, goes, but, yeah, but it couldn't have been all bad for her. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because Cassius was... is a good guy in some ways, you know, and all of this kind of thing. I swear it's in that chapter. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Because he starts talking about it, and he goes... And she calls him out on it and goes, oh, you thought it must have been great. I was with Cassius and all that. And he goes, well, I suppose. And she goes, good. Now shove that idea up your ass. Yeah. yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, right, 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 right. That's what, and, but there, there's some other moment in here uh, where she has this, like, I don't owe you crap. Yeah. But I want to so, talk to somebody. Yeah. Like, right. she's, she's mm-hmm. not making excuses for herself. She's a very strong character. Yeah. She is just doing it, and she tells him to shove it up his ass, <laughs> which is yeah. amazing. Yeah, I do. It, I do it is like amazing, it. and it speaks to, it, it does speak to Mustang, and I like how Mustang's written here, and I'm not arguing with the writing. I'm just arguing with, again, my own projecting emotions was the... No, I was sleeping with Handsome for you. I was trying to protect you. I was doing this. I had sex with him for you. I never No, that. no. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. still, you, she still was with Cassius. Yes, yeah. But I, you know what, I feel though also us as readers have projected more onto the relationship than actually was there. For sure. And when you when you kind of realize, so, okay, after they left Mars and went their own separate ways, in a lot of ways, Mustang felt betrayed by Darrow. And this, and, and but we, yeah. don't, we don't really get into that until the second half. Yeah. And, 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 and to Mustang, Cassius really wasn't a bad guy. No. And, you know, and when, we, when we get into Just the second half, and when, we yeah. Get yeah. It, yeah. when we get into the next podcast, I forgive her. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it is harsh. And it does, and, and, and at this point, reading this, going through this for the first time, it just yeah. No, I hear you. No, yeah. you're 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 using your sensuality. I was so upset. And again, Pierce, great writing because I care this freaking much. <laughs> All right, right. But no, you're using your femininity. You're using your sensuality. You're using sex as a political tool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And that pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in, in this uh, part two wraps up, I think in one of the best ways. I, mm-hmm. It's like they're kind of like they're sitting there. They're like they're they're like holding each other's hands a little bit, not yeah. too much. Mm-hmm. Like the, the the love story here is incredibly restrained. The affection, the affection, the. <laughs> <laughs> Club, you're That's a lot of Red Rising you're IPA. Making, you're making me all nervous. <laughs> uh, the, the affection has just started, but it's like Darrow still can't. Right. And it just speaks to his character. Um, and it's like Mustang's not even like mad at him about it, but probably because she's mad at him about other stuff. That, right, um, right, right. But it's in that's we kind of is it we just close it out with like the end of their conversation. No, yeah. no, no Darrow and the jackal. jackal. Oh, the jackal. The I forgot about yeah. the jackal. Yeah. Yeah. Jackal, jackal is a jackal. jackal. The end of the jack- but no, uh, I agree with you with their still their stilted relationship. It, it's again one of those things it's, that you, it's real. It's very real. It you very want real. it to go places, and it's not. It's this is not. Uh, yeah, like a a fairy tale relationship that's being written. Here. And again, kudos to Pierce Brown for not rushing any. I agree. This is not some sort of teen angsty relationship. Exactly. Yeah. yeah what do we? Is it was it Ragnar's outside of this room? Yeah. Was, uh, Ragnar's just sleeping in the hallway. <laughs> He's oh, just no, no. sitting. He's, he's in, not sleeping. Well, no, he's just <laughs> sitting in the hallway. My job. <laughs> what is it? He hears here breathing. breathing. Yeah. Bre- okay, I was breathing or heartbeats. <laughs> right. And he even knows it's gold breath. Yeah. There's, bre- there's breathing in there. Oh, it's probably just somebody cleaning up. No, it's gold breath. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I just noticed oh. that gold breath part is not in bold. 
Oh, weird. Oh, Compared to the rest of the time. I, 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 he, he was got, whispering. He, yeah. might have, he might have whispered, which is normal talk for everyone else. Yeah. I, I don't want to be nitpicky, but I have been noticing a lot of print and typeface problems with this book, especially when quotations you know. are being used. <laughs> but no. I do I do love the fact that anytime, like we said before, anytime Ragnar speaks in his normal voice, it's yes. molded. <laughs> that is which that I, is which I, which awesome. I do love. I do love. Yeah. So uh, what is this? At the end, then Darrow and the Jackal, mm-hmm. uh, they agree to keep distance. Right? Yeah. Uh, we'll keep distance, but we have our arrangement. Right. Deal with the devil. Deal with this devil. I yeah. can't. Man, I I do. I like this kind of like because everything's. You know, he he talked to Mustang. He told Victor he's not interested. He came out. He came out to Ro- to Ro- uh, to Sebro. Yeah, everything's going really well, but then it's like, just remember, this wrench is gonna fall <laughs> into the gears at some point. With the right, right, right. You made this deal because you had to, but it's gonna screw you. Yeah, yeah right, right. I right. will say, as a as a character, I'm liking the Jackal much more in this book than the previous book. Oh, he's so smart here. Yeah, yeah. He's so smart. He's so. Well, the last one we only saw him for a chapter, and that was really about yeah. it. Yeah, so the jackal—he yeah. was, he was, he was, was just a bad guy. He was always in the back. He was a hated bad guy. The last one. But I like. Yeah. Give me, give me somebody who is. I mean, he's—he's he's Loki. He is. Yeah. Good. He's yeah. trickster gold. Yeah. Give, yeah. give me somebody who's got a plan. Give me mm. somebody who has the intelligence to carry out that plan. No. Yeah. And give me somebody who's got the intelligence to where. Okay, so I see that there's these four things that are going to go on right now. I'm going to set myself up so that no matter what happens with these four things, I'm going to come out the benefactor. I'm a win. I'm a win. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, yeah, I just mean, like Tactus. Just trying to stay alive. The third book is just Tactus beat the jackal. So yeah, they they agree to keep their distances. It's which is a great plan. It's like. We still have our agreement. But, like, nobody can know. But right. we're going to keep our distance and nobody knows we're actually hey. aligned because that's going to work to our favor in the future. Well, hey, and we've made it halfway through Golden Sun, the second book of the Red Rising trilogy. Right. Um, for, I think, not, thank not you. A, thank you, folks. Thank yeah. you for coming on this journey with us. Thank you for putting up shares. with our weird schedule. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll try we, to iron things out. Yeah. Yes, we'll be coming out with part two here soon. By all means, please share us with your friends. Give us a five-star uh, review. Review. On yeah. iTunes. Listeners, we want to hear from you. Please send us uh, your feedback on the email, right? Uh, uh, follow us on Twitter. Right? Yeah. Um, we like we'd love to hear from you again, uh, international listeners. I, I always I'm looking at the countries that are downloading us, and I'm just fascinated. You know, mm-hmm. people in Greece, you know, people in Australia, Australia. Australia you are a big downloader of ours. Uh, and what and the what the heck? Like, if there's one thing I never ex- expected, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, the, a bunch of people in Australia to be. Yeah, we're to, on episode nine, um, and when we started this, Comic Con Australia, we're we never here. thought that that we'd have uh, this many international listeners, and it's we didn't it's think we'd have this many Australia. Listeners. Australia, I'm going to put a shout out to you. I'm going to put a challenge to you. Ooh, if you come back to us, you donate to ALS. You do the hot pepper challenge. Neil and I, the two guys who did not do the hot pepper challenge earlier, we will do the hot pepper challenge as well. We'll do it more to ALS. Yes! <laughs> Wait a minute. Well, we you need to see Neil's face. Neil's face is we not need, okay. We need, we need, to, get you to, we need to get you to challenge the rest. We need to get you to challenge the other half of this show. Yeah, there we go. 
and let's donate like some money this. to a great cause. I love that. Yeah. I do too. Please, I want to see yeah. videos of people doing this hot pepper challenge. Yeah. Uh, put them on our Facebook page just for a great cause. But hey, I'll even throw I'll even throw it out there that it doesn't even have to be Australia. Any of our listeners out there, you want to challenge us? You want to donate to L? We'll all do it again. I don't care. <laughs> the guys who didn't do it before, we'll do it again. The guys who didn't do it before, we'll do it now. Yeah. We'll come uh, out. We may even bring some friends with us. <laughs> hey, at, at any rate, you guys. I'll, I'll make I, uh, my wife, Crystal, who does the uh, the uh, intro, yeah. I'll have her do it. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say I'll have her. <laughs> she she, has, she will kill me for that. You're looking, you're looking at this as a live stream. You will allow her to make her own decisions as a strong, independent Nordic yeah, woman. Yeah, believe me, she's hey, no hey, you guys, she at any no rate, blue. At any rate, I paid some Jawas and I got us a new hyperdrive motivator. So you can finally get off this one. <laughs> let's blast let's, let's settle up our tab and get on out of here. Hey, 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 Pates. Grab a couple. We got a couple storage containers ready for you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Dungeons & Dweebs. There's even more adventure to be had at our website, DungeonsAndDweebs.com. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at DungeonsAndDweebsPodcast at gmail.com. You can also find Dungeons & Dweebs on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Find all those links at DungeonsAndDweebs.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please help spread the word by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. The music for Dungeons & Dweebs is Fatal Fight by Royalty Free Kings and can be found at their website, RoyaltyFreeKings.com. Dungeons & Dweebs is a Tim Gilbert Media Production, copyright 2017, all rights reserved, and no part of the show can be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Tim Gilbert Media.